Hello, Brian. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a later than usual episode of HCS Pro Talk. By a day. Two days. Two days. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. My time clock's all fucked up. <laughs> it's okay. You you weren't feeling well. No. You're feeling okay to be here. That's all that I'm, matters. I'm good. We're here now. Um, Will looked at the show notes, and let's just say that he went into a full like bath of depression. It just <laughs> like sat in there for a little oh, bit. Oh, God. Uh, strap yourselves in, folks. Make sure you have some snacks. It's 25 pages. Yeah. It's plus, 25 plus pages. a couple because I haven't typed in my notes yet. You haven't typed in I your was... notes yet. Now, granted, some of it is like graphics, like for tournament results. So don't get me wrong. It's not literally 25 pages of text, but it's a lot of text. It's a lot of text. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome. To HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This episode 210 for the week of November 21st, 2021. The title of this episode is Halo is back. If you're tuning into the live show, welcome. Welcome to Justin, Josh, Shio, uh, Davey Havoc, and Brian, Mr. Ragemore Nerd. Welcome, everybody, to the live show. If you're watching the VOD or, or listening to the audio version of the show, welcome as well. Hope you guys are having a great night, great day, great whatever the fuck you're doing, time of day, whatever it may be. Um, why is my kid just all of a sudden popping well, up here? I don't know. This show just went off the rails yep. immediately. Yep. And she's naked. Oh, no, she's not naked. She has underwear on. We're good. <laughs> well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, my child screaming. Sorry. We are. Okay, we're here. We're ha- Just grab her for Christ's sake. How difficult is it? <laughs> and there she goes. There goes the child. I'll fix it. You're fine. Bye. Baby! <laughs> She just gave like that that hand stretched out oh, like God. I want you. The the screams of a child going off into the distance. What was that? Jesus Christ! I told you this episode is going to be fucking unconventional to say the least. Um, and now you understand why the the logo is not actually on the wall. I have to adjust the camera for a second. Give me a second. Will it's fine. It's Yo, fun. Brian. There's Brian. With the 16, is that 16? If I can read, 16 month resub. Thank you so much. Yeah, 16. You, sir, get a woo. Will, I'm going to unconventionally throw it to you. What do we have on this week's episode well, of the show? You don't while- even, the camera's fine. No, it's not. I'm going to adjust it. God, he's too what do we got on this week's episode of the show? You know what? I don't know because I'm typing in my notes as we start the show. I'll be scrolling to the top of the 25 pages. And on this episode, we have the HCS 2021-22 season has been revealed. The competitive LATAM region looks for updates. Noobcombo.com has some major announcements. Noobcombo.com. One of the greatest weekends in competitive Halo history. We did. God damn, was it good? It was really good. Um, our thoughts on Halo Infinite's multiplayer so far. It's really good. You'll get some Josh rants today, so yep. strap in for those, too. Yep. Uh, Halo Infinite launch plans are set, and Call of Duty gets cheeky. Yeah, there's something that, that Call of Duty announced uh, last week that made me laugh really, 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 really hard because of a release date. Okay. So 
just wait. We'll talk about that. But without further ado, Will, let's get into some competitive news. Uh, Shio states Blizzard is getting smoked with the DDoS right now as well. Yes, I did see that being trending on Twitter. Uh, fuck, fuck them. Wait, Blizzard? Not all of them. What? Like, there's obviously good people that work for that company, but you you know. Um, Brian yeah. also states PSA 44 CTF on Behemoth is the greatest map and game combination in the history of everything. Ignore the haters; they don't know what they speak of. It is the pinnacle of greatness. <laughs> Just kidding. I hate it. We'll talk about that too. Well. <sighs> Yeah, I'll get there. I just want to comment that the more I play it, oh no, the more I start to like it. Oh no, <laughs> only on okay, four v four CTF competitive, not social. We're gonna talk about it. Okay. First up, also okay. You know what? Really, before we really dive in, I will mentioned it before, but I really just want to hit this home. This episode's gonna be long. Okay, will I apologize? This episode's going to be long. Strap in. Like Will said, get your snacks, get your drinks, whatever it may be. Go take your calls and come back. We'll probably still be here. Yeah. Um, I will have rants later on in this episode. It mainly deals with progression because that's it's a hot button topic, but there, there are major issues that need to be talked about. They've been talked about on Reddit. They've been talked about on Twitter. I'm not here to scream at developers. I'm here to, it's going to be a rant. So just stay tuned for that later on in the show. So strap in because we have a lot of good stuff to talk about first. Um, so first up, Pistola with a tease. This is by, uh, I got your Pistola on Twitter and he states, should I try and bring the triggers down brand back and place it under my wings? Just dreaming over here. Hey, Bravo, let's jump on a call soon. We don't actually, Bravo said, let's jump on a call soon. But Bravo doesn't, that's triggers down. Isn't that uh MLG MLG? Maybe, maybe Bravo does own it or Bravo knows somebody that does knows or, the people that do and can make that connection. Adam, who is now running esports engine. Sure. Maybe has that. Right. So the question well. is, is that the case or is this a case where it's stuck with MLG? Because when Adam and Sundance broke off and whatnot, decided to do their own thing, they had to leave all that stuff behind. Who knows? Who knows? But clearly, but that, Bravo has information. But that that intellectual property has been out there for so long. There has to be something going on with it. Where oh sure, I mean, what we had we had Maniac by Believe the Hype. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, so it's definitely possible. We've seen this happen before. It's just what is where's that conversation? Next level place? Pistola is no longer playing in Halo, which obviously we want to see. But he's yeah. running triggers down. Could be. Ooh. Could be. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Ooh. That'd be, um, that'd be cool to see. It'd be cool to see. Could be. Could be. Brian says, do it, Pistola. And Dark Shogun, welcome to the live show, by the way. Says, that's cool as fuck. Hell yeah, man. We'll just have to wait and see. Speaking of Pistola, how about some words of wisdom by the man? He states on Twitter, I have to get this off my chest. I'm ridiculously competitive. I don't play Halo for fun. I never have. I play it because I want to get better and be better. I'm passionate about this thing. Uh, and that can turn into some intense energy within a snap of the fingers. The reason why I include this is because he said he does not play Halo for fun, and he never has. So, um, you do you. I feel like I feel that though sometimes. Yeah. Well, the, the competitive like, spirit takes over. Yeah, we're like all I want to do is play win. to win and get better. Uh huh. And it is entertaining for me to win and get better, but like, just to sometimes just that goofing around, having fun, just doesn't happen for me within the video game. Right. I just, I'm too competitive. Absolutely. 
HCS Update is looking for contributors. This is by Alicia Wicks on Twitter, and I quote, had a really exciting email, which means I'm going to start offering for resource, uh, for resource for HCS Update. I'll be looking for contributors to help me cover the variety of regions HCS Opens has to offer. So if you're interested, reach out to Alicia on Twitter. McWin returns to competing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is by McWin on Twitter, and I quote, Friday was my last day at 343. It's still pretty surreal that I got to work on a Halo game. I learned a pretty insane amount of things, but in the end, I just learned that game development just wasn't for me. I took a risk back in January 2019 to leave competition forever to try my hand at the game development worlds. As things unfolded, it became more and more clear to me, and I think everyone around me, that I needed to find a way back to the stage. A rule was put in place that allows me to compete again. I'm eligible to return on November 22nd, 2022, and will be doing so. Until then, I'm going to take another risk and give full-time streaming a shot. Speaking of which, I mean, don't go there now because, you know, we're, we're doing a show. But he is live right now, so there's that. It's, uh, I mean, a full year of not being able to compete in a game, that yes. seems a little... I mean, I get that he got to develop it and probably knows the ins and outs. Oh, yeah, he was on the Competitive Insights team. Yeah, yeah, so he does have an edge. Yep. But didn't we see... Can we see other people compete that were? I mean, members? no, no, no. We we did see uh, we did see McWin compete in the Money Tuesday Invitational, but that was that's a different. Yeah, it's, it's not, not official HCS. competition. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's really it. Um, Shio states it's the competitive passion turns uh, burns bright when you load into a three v four. Oh wait. The, comp the competitive passion burns bright. Then you load into a 3v4 CTF and it gets doused in a bucket of water. <laughs> You're so not wrong. You got So I found out from, uh, who was I playing? Silos. That when you're loading into a game and it black screens on you for a, a, li a little bit, you can move around. That's, oh, shit. That's when you see people like not in the lineup. Okay. So I like to freak oh, out my teammates funny. and I hold forward and then I'm the guy standing in the corner facing the wall. That's funny. And yeah. And you can also shoot and throw nades before that huh. whole, uh, before you load in. It's kind of funny. That is funny. Halo data hive updates by Halo data hive on Twitter. And I quote, uh, also, if you have not gone to halo you should absolutely do so. If you want up to up to current stats on your halo infinite service record, yeah. um, because spoiler alert, you ain't finding that on waypoint. Don't look at mine. <laughs> that's that's a separate rant for later, um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Service record is now global instead of the recent 100 games. More prominent search has been added to the landing page. Better API rate limit management should allow you to view your Halo Infinite stats even if the API limit is reached. Additional stats added to the page. And if you cannot see your stats on Halo Data Hive, make sure you set match-made games and non-match-made games under the accessibility um, tab and settings to share. Okay, make sure you do that. Game Pass has PC Games Open Series Update. This is by the HCS. I fucking hate the name of that tournament series. It's so stupid, but whatever. <laughs> um, this is really cool, though. The team that wins the Game Pass has PK PC Games Open Series featuring Halo Infinite will secure an all-expense-paid trip to compete at the HCS Kickoff Major in Raleigh, North Carolina, Team pass included. That's fucking rad. So sign up for that. It's free. Next up, um, some tournament announcements and some league announcements, I guess you could say. The eSports Hub Halo League Season 1 has been announced. 
This is by Halo Competitive. Introducing East, the Esports Hub Halo League Season 1. $1,500 um, plus minus prize pool. Group play from the 8th of December to the 21st of December. Playoffs will be on the 28th of December. Entry fee is $30 per team, hence why the plus minus. Um, NA and EU hosts allowed. It'll be streamed and casted. Our league will not conflict with any HCS event, and you want to join, you can DM them. And the link's in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes in chat. Next tournament announcement, Halo Infinite Ladies tournament announcement. This is by Veronica. Announcing the Infinite Ladies 2v2 tourney hosted by myself and Lady Echidna. Sunday, December 5th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a $200 plus prize pool. And I think it's currently at $400, if I'm not mistaken. Signups are linked in their tweet. and You can DM either of them with any questions. Also, I just want to put this out there. If there's anybody out there that is shitting on the women trying to have a just coordinated effort to put tournaments on for themselves, have a discord community for themselves. Go fuck yourself. Okay. I swear to God, it's, I see this way too often where you see Veronica, Echidna, queen, um, so many women in not just the halo community, but in the gaming community at whole in, at large posting that like, there's threats, there's harassment, there's just people being fucking assholes. Guys, what the fuck? Just stop. What are you doing? I get it. I get it. I'm turning 30 next month. Like, okay, I'm old. But y'all motherfuckers need to start acting your goddamn age. I swear to God. It, I, it, I, don't, I don't wish harm on anybody, but... Sometimes there are people out there who just need to be punched straight in the fucking face. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'd do it because I'm not that person, but man, I hope there's people out there that'll just punch them straight in the fucking face. It blows my mind. So to the ladies of the halo community, to the ladies of the game of just gaming in general, we're with you. Fuck all of them. And you guys do you. I hope you have a phenomenal fucking tournament, and I'm glad to hear that that Discord is popping off. Seriously. Next up, the Halo Infinite Master Chief Cup announcement. This is by EGL Europe. 4v4 Friday the 26th, 1800 GMT. It's in Europe, obviously. 200 euro uh, prize pool going to the winning team. So there you go. Sign up for that if you're interested in the European region. Infinite Chicago land might be coming up, Will. This is by Will English. Yeah. By the way, we're looking to do a Halo Infinite land in January 2022. Chicago, Illinois. How many teams do you think we could get to pack the house? Well, if Marmar ever listens to this episode of the show, which I bet he will, Mar, I bet you'd be interested in that. Next up. Will, the HCS show intro has officially been revealed. Yes. Um, it looks great. Uh, Tashi never got back to me. I get it. He's a busy guy, but he never got back to me. I want like 4k res images that were in the blog post that we're going to talk about shortly that were used for that video. Like they'd be make great fucking wallpapers, man. Yeah. Give it to me. Mm. Speaking of HCS, how about some Raleigh team pass update? Will 
Team passes for the first Halo Infinite event are now sold out. And by now, I mean like way long ago because apparently they sold out in like a half hour. Yeah. Um, we can't wait to watch the competition in Raleigh next month. We can't either. And Tashi stated, and for those wondering, there will be 272 teams in the tournament. How? I just, I, my mind is blown with the, the amount of teams. 272. How is this going to happen in three days? Four days? Because does it start on Thursday? It starts on Friday. Yeah, it starts on Friday. Yep. If there's any, if, if there's any group that can do it, it's going to be them. Esports engine. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, they're going to have to because it's, <laughs> she also, it's going to be some late nights. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. We're not making it anywhere in Raleigh. We're just, that's venue. why, that's why we're leaving on Thursday morning. So we can hang <laughs> yeah. out in Raleigh on Thursday and then we're just there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, baby. Strap in. <laughs> yeah. Talk about this show. Fucking <laughs> we're going, Raleigh's going to be a, weird. Um, Wait a minute. Nah, never mind. What? Nothing. Okay. HTS Raleigh clarification. This is by uh, uh, Adam Apicella, which is how you say his name. I say that because uh, I think Bravo said it in the Twitter space last night. Apicella? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm right. Um, she also says Pro is going to walk in the next day for group play matches, and the open bracket is still going from the night before. <laughs> it just continues through, <laughs> yeah. through Friday night. I mean, it kind of feels that way, doesn't it? it With that amount me. of teams? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they're going to have to fucking, yep. Go, go, go. Yep. Go, go, Power Rangers. Uh, so after receiving guidance from local security at the venue, the bag requirement. We talked about this last week. There's an update. There's a clarification here. The bag update, the bag requirement is 12 by 12 by 6 or smaller, and it must be clear. So I need a bag. I need a clear bag. You need a clear bag that, see, the amount of times we're saying bag, somebody's going to comment and be like, you guys are saying bag wrong because they're no, from now, Minnesota. Now you pointed out. Yeah. Well, we said it a lot. Let's so it just makes to sense. Amazon. To it's a 12 by 12 by six or smaller. And it has to be clear. Okay. Here you go. All right. And the big one, this is the majority of the show to be completely honest with you. Um, we have the HCS 2021, 2022 season reveal. This is by three, four, three industries. It's over on halo waypoint. Yes. I'm going to read through the majority of this article. Not all of it, but I am going to read through the majority of it because, Hey, that's what our fucking show's about. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to, well, there's already a typo. Welcome to the next chapter of the halo championship series. Woo. Just yesterday, not yesterday, the multiplayer beta for Halo Infinite dropped. If you're a fan of competitive Halo or a participant, we recommend you put the game down, not easy, we know, and give this blog a thorough read, hence what we're doing on the fucking show. As mentioned in the announcement, your full journey with multiplayer has begun with a complete suite of maps, modes, weapons, equipment, and all the tuning for competitive. Let me restate this for the people in the back, because this is going to be part of the rant later on. As mentioned in the announcement, your full journey with multiplayer has begun with the complete suite of maps, modes, weapons, equipment, and all the tuning for competitive. 
This moment is the culmination of years of work from the 343 Industries team, as well, of all, as well as all of our partners in the ecosystem who have been supporting all along the way. This is the biggest, most robust, most open, most entertaining, and most competitive Halo esports program the and ecosystem that has ever been built in the 20-year history of this franchise. Are you fucking ready? They, like, symboled that out within the article, but I said it. Are you fucking ready? Because it's go time. This is going to be a big blog, so we provided a handy table of contents below to help you navigate it. So we're going to go over global tournament operators, online platform, where to watch, format overview, full season roadmap, pricing and crowdfunding, handbook and code of conduct, which we're not going to read through. You can go read through that your fucking self. I'm not doing that. And also there's like inconsistencies between this and that. So as a heads up, competitor checklist, maps and modes, and the esports store, but not what you're thinking. I'm talking about the one in game. I want fucking actual merch, but we're not talking about that yet. All the merch. Yes. And yes, we're going to talk about the announcement from Noob combo later too. So don't get your fucking panties in a bunch. We're going to talk about that shit as well. Should have left them hanging. They are. If they don't already know Jesus Christ, I blew up about it. Also bought a lot of it. And for those just looking for the headlines, here's the TLDR for today's news at, yeah, I'll read through this too, but I'm going to read through the whole fucking thing. Com- competing regions include North America, U.S., Canada, and Puerto Rico, Mexico, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. Season pricing is over $3 million plus crowdfunding. Broadcast will be on Twitch with Twitch drops and YouTube simultaneously. Important links include the handbook and the code of conduct. Partner teams and regional bundles are now available in the store in-game. In eight in-person events across all four regions, Halo World Championship in Seattle on October 20th through the 23rd, which will, are we, should we just say it right now? I don't know. The plan is to go. The plan is to go. But you know, life might get in the way. All right, let's start it off. Global tournament operators. As we've said many times in the past, tournament operators and their business in Halo are a tremendous part of what we believe makes for a long-term and sustainable ecosystem. At the same time, Halo Esports has a global community of all different shapes and sizes, as well as various needs and characteristics that are endemic to that region. For example, the European scene and its players have different needs than those in Australia, including things like number of countries, languages, culture, and history of the Halo community there. Additionally, each region is also at a different stage in its growth in Halo, with different amounts of players, viewers, teams, and more. We've put a deep amount of thought and iteration into this part of the program, and we wanted to partner with tournament operators in these regions outside of North America so they can own a slice of the ecosystem and really strive to invest in and support Halo fans for the long haul in a way that makes sense for their business. Today, we're proud and thankful to announce the partners that will be working with us hand in hand to grow each of the international regions, DreamHack in Europe, uh, gaming partners in Mexico, and ESL Australia for Australia and New Zealand. Each of these partners bring, uh, brings believes deeply in the Halo community and is investing with 343 Industries in funding it the holistic support for these regions in order to see the local scene grow and flourish over time. Available today, each of the four regions will have their own cosmetic bundle featuring nameplate, emblem, sniper rifle coating, as well as visor for just 900 credits. That's $9. When you purchase this bundle, a significant portion of the revenue will go to the tournament operator in that region. The North American bundle is being shared with DreamHack. 
The purpose of these bundles is to give fans a way to represent their regions and for tournament operators to earn revenue that will allow them to continue to invest in the Halo community. What's up, Martin? Welcome back. Enjoy those show notes. Yes, there are a lot of them. To put a bow on this section, we want to remind everyone that Esports Engine are still our global management partners for Halo Esports and our extension of the HCS team. This means that they will be working hand-in-hand -hand with us to support all other partners in the scene and collaborate to ensure a great experience for fans and players. This includes sending members of the HCS team as well as Esports Engine to various international events for extra on-site support. A successful ecosystem is one where all of our partners work together, share their experiences and learnings, and continue to push each other forward for the betterment of the ecosystem. Next up, the online platform. The other part of this tournament operator uh, ecosystem is online platform. After a long process of vetting multiple online tournament platforms, we're thrilled to reveal that Faceit will be the host for all official HCS online tournaments for Halo Infinite. Faceit have a proven track record of running stellar tournaments across multiple games and regions, and with the Halo 5 and MCC Pro series, have now built a vast experience in Halo. Now working alongside ourselves, 343 Industries and our partners at Esports Engine, we believe that Faceit will be a great home for Halo competitors for years to come. In an effort to improve the online tournament experience for players, as well as expand on the opportunities that the Faceit platform enables, we'll be integrating Faceit's tournament APIs into Halo Infinite in the future, which will allow for a more seamless tournament experience for players so they can focus on playing and competing. When these features are implemented, Faceit will also be investing in and launching the FPL Faceit Pro League for Halo Infinite in an effort to support the Halo community further and increase the depth of competition in the scene. There will be more to share on this later in 2022, but we're excited and grateful to have Faceit on the journey with us to make the Halo esports ecosystem a healthy one for years to come. Broadcast info. As we've always stated, viewership is at the core of esports and for Halo is a critical metric that we use to measure the success of the scene. The broadcast is, course, is of course one of the core components of this and we wanted to share our plans and updates here, which we are very excited about. First, each region and respective partner will be broadcasting hundreds of hours of tournament content throughout the course of the season. Online tournaments and qualifiers as well as online and live events. In order to reach as many fans as possible and on the platforms they watch on, we're going to be simultaneously streaming to both Twitch and YouTube with the main broadcast being shown on the Halo channels. There will be more channels created in order to support events where there are multiple streams as well as a new channel specifically for Spanish broadcasts for Mexico's tournaments. That's fucking awesome. Here are the channels to watch and follow. You should hit pause on reading the blog and go follow these channels right now. We'll be right here waiting for you when you're done. These include twitch.tv forward slash halo, hcs, hcs underscore red, hcs underscore blue, and halo underscore esp. YouTube channels include youtube.com forward slash halo and the Halo Esports YouTube channel, which you can find by searching for Halo Esports it is not youtube.com forward slash Halo Esports because that's a completely different channel. Hopefully they can get access to that because that person hasn't uploaded in years. <laughs> Twitch drops. Fans like watching Halo and they also like customizing their Spartans. Yeah. Hey, uh, how, how much? How much can you customize your Spartans though? <sighs> Jesus fucking um, Christ. My question is for the people that are going to be there. Like, do they automatically unlock Twitch drops for those if you put your... I hope so. Info in? I hope so. I hope it's like a card that you get with a code or whatever. Yeah, that'd be nice. 
Um, Buddha says, God damn, making some popcorn going over the show notes. You absolutely should. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, I said at the beginning of the show, get some snacks, get a drink. Yep. Maybe hit the restroom too while you're up and do it up. <laughs> do it up. <laughs> or take us on the go with you to the restroom. We can be right next to you while you're pooping. <laughs> <laughs> we won't know. Yeah. We'll be great. We can't smell it, so who gives a shit? Just there's bring no, us a, bring no, us along. Yeah, there's no smell of vision yet. No. Yet. Keyword. We're hopeful. <laughs> Not for shitting, but like, you know, <laughs> got to make that clarification right there. Um, also, Martin, I want to ask you, in terms of what we talked about before in DMs, was that ever talked about yet? If, if you know what I'm talking well, about, Well, cool. now you put it on the air that Martin has information. No, 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 no. It's not any, it, it's just about, it, in the DMs. If if it's not, if if nothing was said in regards to what we talked about briefly in our DMs, then never mind. But if there was something said, could you please get back in the DMs and let me know because I don't want to miss something. You know what I mean? That's all it is. Um, so we thought with the launch of Halo Infinite, we could combine these two pastimes with the official launch of Twitch drops for Halo Infinite. More details are on the way next month, including how to link your accounts, all the content that will be available, and more. But for now, here's a little sneak peek at what you'll be able to earn. You won't want to miss the HCS kickoff major on December 17th through the 19th. And then they include a screenshot. We want there to always be something for the Halo community to watch. And so on top of this, the regional tournament operators, 343 Industries, and the partner teams will be creating entertaining video content all season long. Our regional tournament operators will provide more international content than you've ever seen in Halo's past, including exclusive footage captured not only at the regional events, but global events as well. You'll see and hear from your favorite players, ones you've never heard of, and your favorite personalities as well. Finally, we'll be releasing surveys in the various chats during our big shows. Your feedback will go a long way to ensuring we're providing the best broadcast experience possible to keep it. So keep an eye out uh, of those and be sure to share your thoughts with us. Next up, uh, format overview. The Halo Championship Series format is built on open entry, where players will make their way up the regional and then global ladder all the way towards finding the best team at the Halo World Championship. Our philosophy was to lower the barrier to entry, increase the support and standards for international regions, put emphasis on results based on qualification while points are mainly used for seeding, and allow for entertaining stories and moments to unfold along the way. And goddamn, do we already have a story from the first qualifier. Um, event types. Online tournaments. These will take place on the Faceit platform and offer a number of different stakes depending upon where they fit into the roadmap. For example... Some will offer seeding points and some will be last chance qualifiers for larger events. Format will be both single elimination and double elimination and players will only be competing against other players in that region. Also, Neo Wheels, great fucking name. Thank you for the sub. Nice. You get a woo! Well, the sound didn't come through. It's okay. I still saw it. Nice. That's all that matters. Good catch. Thank Good you catch. very much. And you got your woo. So, you know, that's Good. like, that's what you really come here for. Got the, the woo. fucking woo. <laughs> um... Pro Series. Each region will also feature online Pro Series events where the top professional teams in each region will compete against aspiring top amateur players in order to increase the depth of each region. Supers and Regionals. Each region will have one online super and one regional championship. The regional championship is a live event where players in that region will compete for cash prizing exclusive to that region in order to support those players but also provide qualification into pool play for the majors. 
The Supers are the online version of those tournaments featuring the same format and stakes on the line. Both will feature open brackets. Love the content, boys. Been listening to the podcast for a few years now. Neil, fucking thank you so much. You're a real one. Thank you so much, man. Greatly appreciated. Yes, sir. Majors. The majors are the biggest open events in the entire season. They feature pool play with teams from each region, as well as a massive open bracket open to any teams from the participating regions. These will feature the biggest prize pools, the most points, and will also determine qualification for events that follow, depending upon where in the roadmap they sit, including supers and regionals, as well as the Halo World Championship. And finally, the Halo World Championship. It is the crown jewel of the Halo eSports ecosystem. This is it. This is the big one. The tournament will feature three stages, a play-in stage for guaranteed regional representation, a group stage for the best teams from the prior major regardless of region, and the championship bracket where only the top eight remain and lion's share of the prizing will be awarded. Four days of nonstop action and the chance for one team to be immortalized in Halo history forever. The backbone of the roadmap will be the HCS points system, which will rank every competitor in the ecosystem. In order to compete and earn points, you must have an Xbox Live account in good standing, as well as signed and linked accounts on Faceit in the esports engine platform here. With the first tournament this weekend, we don't want to get, uh, don't wait to get your accounts in order. And that tournament's already obviously taken place. We've also created ranks in the points ladder so that you can be officially recognized and given status for how your performance in the scene stacks up against everyone else. And the stats are live now. So you can go to the, that website. Um, forget what the fuck it's called, but you can go there and you'll see your ranks based off the points that you have. Additionally, the HCS grassroots program will also play a part in the official HCS league. As originally envisioned, certain tournaments and tournament operators will be sanctioned to run tournaments that reward HCS points to players. Stay tuned to learn more, uh, more here about which tournaments are sanctioned and how you can become a sanctioned operator. Oh, Maddie, did you just try sending a link? I'm sorry. He's never, he, he sends a lot of links for us. Yeah. Helpful links. Um, sorry, I'm late. Take a seat in the back of the room. It's all good. You want to <laughs> just mod him real? Just, just mod Maddie. It's that way he can, I guarantee he can just post them. Um, finally, we'll be hosting regular online FFA tournaments in each of the four regions for cash prizing, as well as an open FFA tournament for $5,000 at each of the live events. Not only is FFA a fan favorite mode, but it's also important for discovering new talent in the scene and giving players without teams a path to compete in the HCS. And it's also not in the base game. And there's Maddie posting the link without posting the actual link. <laughs> HCS.ee.gg. There, there it is. Um, yeah, something weird's going on. I, I will get there. I will mod Maddie eventually. Okay. Computer tried, decided to freak out when I tried. I to modded him. We're good. Oh, yeah. Thanks. No problem. Um, all right, the roadmap. Now that you know the format and various event types, let's get into the roadmap itself. It was a very ambitious goal to lay out the entire first year of HCS tournaments at launch, but it was important to us that everyone in the ecosystem had all the dates from the very beginning. Without further ado, let's get into it. Um, so I'm just going to read through these real quick. 
So you had the multiplayer launch on the 15th. The first uh, HCS kickoff major in Raleigh, North Carolina from December uh, 17th through the 19th. Then you have um, the HCS regional February 11th through the 13th in Anaheim, California. The HCS online supers, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Mexico finals, March 4th through the 6th. The HCS online super EU finals, uh, March 25th through the 27th. And then HCS major number two in Kansas City. That'll be uh, April 29th through May 1st. Then we have the EU HCS regional in Valencia. That'll be July 1st through the 3rd. The Mexico HCS regional in Mexico City. That'll be July 22nd through the 24th. The HCS online super uh, North America finals will be August 5th through the 7th. The Australian New Zealand HCS regional in Melbourne will be September 2nd through the 4th. The HCS major number three in Orlando, Florida will be September 23rd through the 25th. And finally, the Halo World Championship 2022 in Seattle, Washington, October 20th through the 23rd. Obviously, there's a lot more shit that's taking place. So please, I'm not going to read through it all, but go to the Waypoint link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Everything is listed there for every single date. Or you can go to noobcombo.com where uh, Maddie also put like a spread of a breakdown of everything there too. Next up, the handbook and code of conduct, which again, I'm not going to read through, but I will read the paragraphs that they included. For the handbook, you can think of the handbook as the full guide for competitors. It contains a breakdown of age limits and eligible countries for each region, high-level rules and format for all events, general rules for the league, as well as information on maps and mode settings. The handbook is a living document and will continue to be iterated upon and updated as the season progresses. So be sure to reference it regularly and keep an eye on the version number and date at the top to make sure you have the very latest. And, uh, oh, Maddie said the spread got deleted when I made the new site. So awkward. Hey, it's okay. Go to halowaypoint.com. Um, and whenever it gets, if it gets re-uploaded to noobcombo.com, you can check out that there. Um, also, as Maddie has pointed out previously during the tournament watch along that, uh, the, the handbook has conflicting information. So hopefully they just get that shit updated. Could just be, uh, I've noticed when someone gets like, when one person has to type out like this long list of ideas, things can get smashed together. And I'm hoping that's oh, what yeah. happened with a lot of the, like. You know, it says for open, this happens, but then there's nothing about the closed tournament or whatever. I I hope that all just needs another look through. Absolutely. And then the code of conduct. Well, the handbook deals with tournaments and competition. The code of conduct is focused on behavior. It's crucial for us that the Halo eSports ecosystem is, is a safe, fair, and positive place for all players, fans, and partners to enjoy. The code of conduct details behavioral restrictions as well as subsequent punishments. In other words, don't be a fucking shitter. (laughs) I've talked about it so many goddamn times. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't be an asshole. Don't it's do simple. It. Prizing and crowdfunding. Today, we're excited to announce that prizing for the first season of HCS for Halo Infinite will be the highest base pool ever for Halo, and it'll be starting at $3 million before crowdfunding. Whoa. So let's break this down. Majors will be $250,000 apiece, and then supers and regionals, North America will be $125,000 apiece. EU will be $100,000 a piece or 100 euros, 100,000 euro. Um, and then Australia, New Zealand, and Mexico, $50,000 a piece. 
And then the Halo World Championship will be a million dollar base prize pool. Additionally, all online tournaments in each region will feature a prize pool, including FFA tournaments throughout the entire season. For crowdfunding, what? Nothing. I just wish there was an FFA playlist. Oh, yeah. Playing. Right? The fact. Uh, we'll get there. I we'll said get there. At the we'll get there. The article, all launch maps, modes, and game types are included. We'll get there. Yeah. It's frustrating. Absolutely. I'm still frustrated. Yep. For crowdfunding, our philosophy is to be open and inclusive. A small amount of each person person each person you buy um a small amount now this is this is crucial this is really cool a small amount of each purchase in the halo infinite in-game store a small amount of each purchase in the halo infinite in-game store notice how i didn't just say the hcs purchases it's every purchase yeah that's fucking cool We'll be contributing to the HCS prize pool all season long. This means that if you love watching Halo Esports and want to support the scene, but you love Big Team Battle, for example, well, you can go ahead and grab that sweet new Warthog coating in the store and still support. You don't need to purchase Esports-specific items to contribute. Additionally, we'll be, crowd we'll be crowdfunding for each of the regionals, supers, majors, as well as the Halo World Championship, including all regions, so that all com uh, competitors in the ecosystem have the opportunity to benefit from community crowdfunding. In order to maintain a steady and reliable prize pool for each of the tournaments throughout the season, there will be a prizing cap placed on the tournaments. And next year, we'll share more about how crowdfunding for the Halo World Championship specifically will work, as it'll be different from the other events on the roadmap. The prizing caps are as follows. Majors are $350,000 apiece, and then for supers and regionals, North America, $175,000 a piece, EU, $135,000 a piece, and Australia, New Zealand, and Mexico, $75,000 a piece. Again, any and all purchases in the Halo Infinite store will contribute to the prize pool for the HCS. As a community, we can work together to increase the stakes that the uh, competitors are playing for the support and growth of the entire scene. Competitor checklist. We're almost done. So the game just dropped out of nowhere. Yeah. Yup. There's an early online qualifier this weekend that already happened. And the first event is a month away. Less than that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. It's <laughs> crazy. Like, literally, we have the campaign releases in two weeks. Event in three weeks. The event in three weeks. Christmas in four weeks. And New Year's in five. They're literally a <sighs> week after one another. It's it's insane. December is just fucked. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be wiped by the end of December. Oh, yeah. December's fucked in like the best way possible, but it's yeah, yeah, fucked. yeah, of course. Yeah. But man, yep. woo. <laughs> there's woo. a, woo. there's a woo from Will December, December. So the, okay. So we already talked about that to help competitors make sure that they're all set. We put together this checklist, the handbook accounts, tournament signups, Raleigh team passes, which already sold out and Twitter. Just make sure you follow the appropriate accounts on Twitter and follow us, you know, because we're cool. We're not in the article, but, but follow us. We're cool. Yeah, we do all right. Yeah. <laughs> and the best select all competitors in the in these upcoming qualifiers. All right, maps and modes. Here we go. The multiplayer sandbox and competitive insights team have been working diligently to provide a competitive Halo Infinite experience out of the gate that will work for ranked and HCS. As revealed back in October, the battle rifle will be the starting weapon. Motion tracker has been disabled alongside grenade hit markers and all the equipment, power equipment, Weapons and power weapons have been carefully placed on each map. 
Without further ado, here are the map and mode combinations. For Slayer, you will be playing on Live Fire, Recharge, Streets, Bazaar, and Aquarius. For Capture the Flag, you'll be playing on Bazaar and Aquarius. For Strongholds, you'll be playing on Live Fire, Recharge, and Streets. And for Oddball, you'll be playing on Live Fire, Recharge, and Streets. Notice how Behemoth ain't on that shit. Thank God. That's what I'm going to say in terms of that. Will, you're going to talk about Behemoth in a little bit, but I just wanted to make it a point known that it's not in the fucking HCS settings. So uh, take it out of ranked. <laughs> and I have a reasoning behind that. We'll get to that later. With regards to generating map rotations for a series and tournament, our approach was to stick to what's worked for the last two decades of competitive Halo, while also working to evenly distribute the maps and modes as much as possible. This is to ensure that the best teams are the most well-rounded teams. So in a best of three scenario, you have objective slayer objective. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. For a best of five, you have objective slayer, objective, objective slayer. Okay. So you end on a slayer in a best of five. Yep. And then at best of seven, you have objective slayer, objective, objective, slayer, objective, slayer. So again, you end in a slayer. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Do you not like that? It's okay. I don't, uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm fine with it. Because like it's. Should Slayer be removed from the competitive rotation, Will? Not unless you have something solid to replace it with. Because the go. modes we have now would not be substantial enough to carry it through. Um, in my opinion, I should say. I agree. I, in my opinion. But um, the team... So technically, a team could just say, uh, fuck it, we're not practicing Slayer. We're just going to work on our objectives and they're always going to win. But that's that's the whole point, though, is that a lot of the professional players out there, I'd say the vast majority of them are like true team skill is shown in an objective type. Yeah. So, and yes, you should focus on that because the the reason anybody can win a Slayer is like... That's the thing. Like, sometimes the snowball effect can, oh, we saw can, that come, happen. can come into effect for a good like you could be a great team and just the other team there's something there's something odd to me that happens in halo where the it, it sometimes it's not meant to happen but all of a sudden the the enemy team starts getting split spawns and the the whole other team is just rolling together and they're just picking everybody off one by one by one by one and you cannot you can't even take a moment to get your team back together to make a push because they just have everything timed so well and I feel like sometimes that doesn't even happen on purpose. It's just the way the game rolls. Right. So, um, yeah, any team, if they get on the right track, can win a Slayer. And that's that's a deciding game mode. It is a deciding game mode. But and then again, if, you, if, it, if the team who is proficient at objective, like... They'd have to lose one. Right. So clearly, they weren't that proficient in it because they got to the point where it got to a Game 5 or a Game 7 Slayer. And... Game seven, game five slayers, however you want to look at them, mm -hmm. end of series slayers. When you do get that 50-49 moment, oh, you are yeah, like it's insane. It is. It is such it's such a moment, and it's in the classic moment in Halo that always will resonate with people. And we're gonna talk about a, a specific example that took place over the weekend. Yes. Uh yeah. It, it so it, there is some something to that game mode. 
it's just uh, I don't know. It's I get I get the the reasoning of like not wanting it where a anybody can win a Slayer like that's one of the arguments and B sometimes you have games just come to a complete standstill like a complete crawl, but I like those moments because all it takes is one person to screw up, and then the it, game can completely flip. It's not yeah it's a. Uh... When, when those moments slow down, it's more about it's more about the, the, the teams are both just trying to get information on each other and, yes. and not overextend. And sometimes you have to overextend to get information or you think you have information and you move towards an area and like, oh, wait, there's three people hiding in the corner yep. or around this corner. And right. then it, it goes from there. So, yeah, it slows down, but it's it's strategic. It's but but from a spectating point of view. That's not often understood. They just right. say, why is this? Right. Game? Why did we just stop and both teams are on opposite sides? Man, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Yep. But it, but then like, and that's, that's a great opportunity for the casters and for the analysts to step in and be like, if things look like they might be, if things look like they're not crazy right now, let's explain why. Yeah. Let's explain that they might be waiting for this power weapon to come up and they might be making a play around that. They might they might be strategically in different locations to wait to see if somebody moves when they shouldn't. Like that is an opportunity for these analysts and these casters, and they do phenomenal work to take that opportunity to explain to the newer people coming in, this is how these things work, and this is why this is the way it is. Yeah, oh, I agree. So hopefully we see some more of that because I, I, like I said, these casters and the these analysts do a phenomenal job. I'm hoping that. Within subsequent tournaments, with these new people coming in, with the multiplayer being completely free to play, that we have more of a beginner's breakdown as to how things take place. Like, uh, breaking setups, having a setup in the first place, starting strats, whatever it may be. Just bringing people in and explaining things more easily to new people. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Awesome. Additionally, during a series and round by round, the objective modes will rotate. Below it is an example of three sequential rounds to show a full rotation. In custom games, the tournament modes will have a ranked title in them and are available for everyone with no additional downloads necessary. Finally, to see even more details about the map and mode settings, be sure to read through the handbook that's located in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Exclamation point shows in chat. So round one, game one would be a CTF. Game two would be Slayer, obviously. Then it'd be a Strongholds, then Oddball, and then Slayer. Another iteration would be, like for round two, it would be Strongholds Slayer, Oddball CTF Slayer, and then for uh, round three, starting with Oddball instead, then a Slayer, then CTF Stronghold Slayer. So just different variations so it's not stagnant. Yeah, I, I'm, it's good from a spectator point. Absolutely. Now, while the tournament administrators will always do their best to make as evenly distributed a map rotation as possible, it's impossible to predict the path that a team takes through a tournament from winner's bracket to the elimination bracket to pool play and everything in between. Over time, the map and mode combinations will change. We'll be taking feedback from competitors in the form of surveys, as well as monitoring the high-skilled match data in the ranked playlist to determine where to improve the settings over time. Additionally, as more Halo Infinite maps and modes are released, excuse me, they'll find their way into the ranked playlist in HCS settings over the course of the season. There we go. That was one of the things we asked for, right? Yep. And between seasons, in order to continually challenge players and teams, as well as to provide new content for fans and viewers to enjoy. I'm getting my wish. Holy crap. You are getting your wish. That's the one thing I asked Tashi. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not have it remain stagnant. Let's include new shit. Something that wrote, I mean, then 
when you talk about top competitors and there's new, if, if there truly is new modes, it, it tests that competitive edge of theirs to be like, we got to learn this. We got to come up with strats. It's not yes. the same CTF strat we, we see for 10 years. You know? Right. And it's the same thing, realistically speaking, that happened with like a Halo 3 or a Halo Reach, where once Forge, uh, once Forge was released for the first time in 3, and they released uh, the map Foundry in the map pack. Yeah. Actually, I think they just released it for free for everybody, if I'm not mistaken. But um, that brought Onslaught and Amplified, two maps, two quote-unquote maps that were never included in the competitive rotation until they were made. They were made specifically for that competitive MLG mindset. And then with Reach and the expansion of Forge with Forge World, you had um, remakes of traditional like Halo 2 maps that made it into the competitive rotation as well. So I'm not saying I'm I let me just point this out. I don't want like I love Forge maps, don't get me wrong, but I want made 343 made maps in the competitive rotation. That is what I want. And I know that they said when we release additional maps and modes, which is good. I just want it to be that. Not that I don't want Forge maps as well, but it's the it's the BTV problem with yeah. 5. Yeah, yep. Um so and then finally the eSports store. As mentioned above, the eSports store within Halo Infinite is now open. There are two ways to get to the eSports store to purchase the goods you like. Within Halo Infinite, the game itself, as well as on Halo.gg. On sale for the first season are each of the nine partner team bundles, which each feature an armor kit with armor coating, visor, and the team's emblem on the chest, as well as a battle rifle kit with a custom coating and the team's emblem. And finally, a nameplate and emblem. These were all designed by the partner teams themselves. Additionally, the regional bundles are also in the store. And as a reminder, all the aforementioned bundles share a significant portion of the revenue with our partners. If you want to support the teams and the tournament operators who help make Halo Esports possible, this is the best way to do so. So do it up. Uh, the team packs, the partner team packs are 10 bucks a piece or a thousand credits. So a thousand credits is $10, just as a heads up. Um, and then the... Regional bundles are 900 credits or $9. So there's that. Um, now, for those who are paying attention, yes, that's the end of the article. We got through it. Bada bing, bada boom. For those who got through the article who were stuck with us, you may have noticed that Mexico was used as one of the regions, right? We never said LATAM the Latin American region. We never talked about that. We only said Mexico. Well, there's a reason behind that. Um, but before I get to Tashi's response, I want to read an open letter that the South American Halo players wrote to the HCS. So without further ado, what the fuck was that? No, never mind, I'm good. Jesus. I'm not even going to say it. I think I know what you did. I'm not even going to say it. Yeah, we're back. All right. So a letter to 343 Industries from the competitive South American Halo players. This is by Giovanni Dude Neto. First, we would like to thank... Now, I, I'm just going to say this. This was translated from Spanish to English uh, via like Google Chrome's translate feature. So if there's anything inconsistent, I apologize. But without further ado, here we go. First, we would like to thank everyone at 343 Industries for their efforts and dedication. This beta that has already been made available to us is already a great pleasure for many, 
and leaves us much more anxious and intrigued for what is to come on December 8th. That said, it is necessary to bring attention to certain points that are not to our liking, and for some who are enjoying this fun Halo Infinite beta may go unnoticed. Today, the 2020, uh, the 2021-2022 championship schedule for Halo Infinite was announced. To the surprise of us, South Americans, we were not included in the schedule. We were removed, pushed aside, as if our region just didn't matter. It's as if every player who spent countless hours chasing the highest mastery of this franchise didn't matter. Was this the justification for the 343 Industries? They didn't give us. Hasn't our performance been good in the past? Don't don't we have enough players in competitive and ranked game modes? Do we not attend events? If the reason is for performance, let's remember that the 343 Industries gathered players from Latin America to compete with each other where players had to play with a latency above 130 milliseconds. In case the reason is because we don't have enough players in the competitive and ranked game modes, let's remember that 343 Industries' lack of attention has caused a lot of players to turn to other games that are genuinely interested in having competitive integrity. Imagine a Formula One driver who, on his race day, uh, starts to rain and is told he has no wet tires. That pilot certainly wouldn't want to run and forcing him to take such action would be calling him a clown. How do you think the players who tried to participate in the championships that joined all of Latin America felt? Lack of respect for the competitive players drives them away. If the reason is for not participating in events, I ask you, which event? What were the appropriate events that really respected competitive integrity and players played for our audiences? What what we are asking for is nothing but the bare minimum. We want to have a chance to play this game at its best with no latency above 130 milliseconds in an environment that is fair to all its participants. We know the potential they have. They've already shown it with big improvements in MCC and with the attention they gave to Halo Infinite after their first feedback. Thank you so much for your attention. The South American Halo competitive community. And Tashi put out this update. Not directly related to this letter. He just put out an update in general. Regarding competitors in South America, Asia, and South Africa, it's never easy deciding eligibility for HCS. We have long-term plans to expand more and more as the scene grows, but short-term plan was to focus more on certain areas. Later this year, we'll provide more details around the reasoning and more details around our long-term approach to expanding. The goal is to grow year over year and support more communities as time goes on. We know this is disappointing to the passionate competitors there. Know that we have not forgotten about you and have long-term plans to include you. So Tashi did say later this year, we are getting towards the end of the year, so hopefully we don't have much longer to wait for more information to come. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's 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 got to be rough for those regions, right? They were part of something that they're no longer a part of for now, mm-hmm. but... Um, the analogy I, I kind of that kind of came to my mind. I can't think of the name, but like certain plants, right? Something they were growing, and HCS was growing to these regions throughout the years. And sometimes you just gotta a trim a plant down for it to regrow bigger, right? And I feel like that's what it is. They had HCS is rebuilding itself. It had to trim itself down, get a solid base so that it can expand to those farther regions, and be be better. You know, they talked about not having support and the game latency. Well, 
they weren't able to do it right the last time. Let's get the core good now, figure out the right steps to make and, and bring it back better. Would, would, and I, I don't know if this is what's going on. This is just my interpretation. But if they were to re-implement in South America with the same issues they've had before, they would just be just as unhappy, in, in my opinion. I don't know. I mean, sure. they would at least have the competitive scene. But in the meantime, this is where I feel the community organizers putting on tournaments to carry them through until they're included is going to be crucial. Yeah. Don't let, don't let your scene die by itself. Hold it up. Let it shine, and then when it comes, be ready to fucking compete and show everyone what you got. Do do whatever you can to keep it afloat, given the circumstances and given the the situation that you're in. Yeah, yeah, I I feel for it because as a competitor, you want to be you want to be in it, you want to be in the thick of it. Yeah, you want to be you want to be considered in that top echelon of players. Yep. So and not being given that same opportunity sucks. And if there's anything we can do to help promote tournaments that are taking place around the world, reach out to us. Our DMs are always open. We, we watch Noob Combo all the time, and I pay attention to Twitter every day. So if there's anything going on in other regions of the world, let us know. Reach out. We'll include it. We'll talk about it. My kid is screaming right now. You hear that? I do hear that. Let's move on. Will, that's it for the competitive news. All right, here we go. It's time for your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCab.com. Are we already an hour in? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long time coming, but I can finally fucking say you can check out NoobCabo.com for all your Halo esports needs. And now... Find a fucking Lee merch. We should have a drum roll in there, like leading up to that. That's what we should have done. Yeah, too. I could have done that. It's okay. But yes, let's start with some noob combo updates without further ado. This is by noobcombo.com. We're back with a new look. They updated their website. Some things are missing, but it's okay. You can ju- go check out the website now. And many of you have asked, and we finally have merch for sale over at Designed by Humans. I bought a lot of it. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> um, and actually, uh, Maddie, I got uh, two shipping notifications, so I think it's all being, I think it's all on the way. So, or maybe I have one more waiting, but either way, very fucking excited. And then another really cool announcement. And I'm going to mispronounce his name because I always fucking do. And I apologize for it, but happy to announce that Colin, I'm just going to call him Colin. Is it Colin from Europa Halo or previously of Europa Halo? It's Colin. Colin. Like Cal, 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 Colin, Cal, Colin, Colin, Colin. Yes. Maddie, how do you say his name? Type Cal- it out in chat. Colin. Colin. It's like Caillou. Callan, figure it out. Uh, we'll be joining the Noob Combo team. Callan is a as a founder of Europa Halo and ran it for four years. He'll be bringing his skills and knowledge of the EU region to help cover it as well as the rest of the competitive Halo scene. Welcome, it's Kalen. 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 Jesus, we're never we're never a fucking five minute. 
just segment of us saying Kalen. How do we say this, guys? Yeah. Um, oh, us with names. But yeah, congratulations, Maddie. Woo! You finally fucking did it. Full of woos today, apparently. Oh, man. He has a goddamn merch store. We've waited so long for this. Also, Maddie, the logo, the, the new look looks fantastic. Yeah. Spoiler alert, we've seen it a long time ago. Because we're cool like that. Hey. Just got to, you know, inflate our egos more. Yep. But no, seriously, it looks phenomenal. I love how clean it is. Uh, I can't wait until the shit gets gets here. I'm going to rock it all the time. It's going to be phenomenal. Um, yeah, congratulations on, on the revamp. Makes me feel like we need to renew. Oh, we do. So nice. We do. We're also in the process of, uh, we're also in the process of switching from Streamlabs OBS because, you know, that shitter of a situation which means yes, we'll be removing our star from their platform as well, moving to something else. But uh, it's it's in it's being worked on. Um, it's a process. But yeah, fuck you, Streamlabs OBS. <laughs> um, don't steal shit. All right, let's get into some upcoming tournaments. First up today, as a matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, the matter of fact, the uh, esports hub Halo Infinite Slayer two v two. And then there's another one going on tomorrow. So Jesus fucking Christ. And then on Friday, November 26th, we have the LFTG Halo Infinite 2v2 and the Halo Arena Halo Infinite 4v4. And then on Saturday, November 27th, we have the Bond gameplay. James Bond. Halo Infinite 2v2 Community Tournament and the HTS Open Series uh, Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, North America, and EU Day 1. And then on Sunday, November 28th, we have the Penn Halo, Halo Infinite 4v4 Draft Tournament and the HCS Open Series for North America, Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, and EU Day 2. So there you go. That's it for your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for the revamp with the new look and the new merch. The first merch for the first time ever. Go check it out. Buy some shit and uh, let them know we sent you. And if you don't, I'll punch you in your throat. I won't actually we, we, do that. We need a coupon code for, for hey, new combo merch. Yeah, give us a coupon code. Not for us to use, but to like give no, out. No, for us to, to use. Oh, give us oh, a coupon God. Okay, code. Send us shit, Maddie. Use HCS Pro Talk at checkout for 10% off your order. Except that's not a real thing. It's, <laughs> it's not. That's what I'm saying. We need. We need a creator code. We, do, we, we, need, a, we need a noob combo only creator code. Yes. That's what we need. Yep. Hashtag ad. And then vice versa. <laughs> Maddie says, I'll see what I can do. Fuck yeah, daddy. <laughs> all right. Uh, Will, what do we got next? Here? You went through all those already? That was quick. Yeah. Oh, shit. Roster Media. I, I told you, like, yeah, we have 25 pages of show notes, but it's A not, not going to. Yeah, it's it's graphics, too. It's not just text. All right. Well, let's, let's get on with some. Yeah. Roster, Roster Mania. Raster. Raster. (laughs) Raster mania. Fnatic is on the hunt. This is a tweet by Fnatic, and it says, Scouts deployed 2022. Which means they ain't competing in Raleigh. Nah. Not happening. Uh, Next is a little tweet by Elamite, a little teaser. Mm -hmm. He states, for those asking about the team, we will be doing a formal announcement for our Halo roster soon. Formal obviously spelled like the formal formal play halo player formal who the former call of duty formal yeah the former halo player formal we'll see we'll see what happens there. former formal yeah 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 back 
He he might be. Maybe. He but might be. That's Hell Snipe Down might be back. So the, the question I have though is he's an optic gaming creator. Yes. So how does that work? So it's so weird. I forgot to include this in the show notes, but we can briefly talk about it as well. So Snipe Down played with what is expected to be that phase roster of Falcated, Boo Boo, and Bound. Um at the qualifier that took place last weekend. Yeah. And after that qualifier, he competed in like a, a, a tournament or a qualifier for apex. And the tweet that he put out after the fact was very hinting at, I'm not doing apex anymore. Oh, um, so, and he has been streaming recently and he said like scrims with whatever, so it's rumored that he will be the fourth on that supposed phase roster. Again, for those wondering phase space station, um, uh, fanatic. Those are the three that haven't officially announced their full rosters. The reason why I say full is because space station have announced half, but now the question is because they have, um, they have ACE and Tylenol. Now the rumor is formal and deceiving because it was Tuscan deceiving who played with that, with ACE and Tylenol in the qualifier. I'm sorry I didn't include these in the show notes. I just blanked on them, but uh, yeah, Tuscan deceiving played with Tylenol and ACE in the qualifier. They were scrimming together as well. So the rumor was that's the the space station gaming. Then uh, formal got dropped from what was supposed to be that phase roster before the qualifier started Snipe down comes in formal is now available if he wants to compete. Man. And now space station is looking to potentially pick him up, dropping Tusk in the process. No, no, no. Snipe down and formal Back. on, on space station together. Oh no, yeah. it won't happen. Yeah, please. I mean, it'd be cool. Don't get me wrong, That'd but uh, what I think I'd... would be really fucking cool is if lethal left sentinels and joined space station with formal, because then they'd be teammates again. And that'd be really fucking funny. It's not going to happen, but I'm like, that'd be fucking cool. They competed together in Reach, if I'm not mistaken. Is I think. The, uh, I think. I, I, it's speculation right now, so I don't think it is in here, but the whole Sentinels embargo type of thing going on right now. Oh, with like a partnership or something? That No, like teams won't scrim them? Oh, I'm not talking about that. Okay. So uh, the reason why I'm not is because Snakebite put out a tweet. This is talked about in the Discord server as well, but there's... So this brings me back to the whole like leak shit where we don't right. talk we about don't that. We don't know if uh, what's actually happening. Exactly. And, and Snakebite even put out a tweet and he said, look, uh, I'm just going to wait and see if this all, if we get this all resolved and then I'll talk about it later. Sure. So there are obviously rumors out there that there was infighting. Like there, there were issues between members of one team versus Sentinels and apparently they talked it out and things are okay now. So it's nothing, nothing that should have right. been blown that, up to the aspect that's what I'm that saying. it should have Oh my God. Can yeah, we? Yeah. As much as I love, and I do, okay, I don't want to get in hot water right now, but I'll, I, I even told Justin Discord, I'm not here to kiss anyone's ass. Uh, as much as I love this community, the competitive Halo community, now that, now that Infinite's out in a multiplayer state, that competitive Halo Reddit has blown up, and and there are some fucking a really bad takes in there. Here's. Mm-hmm. It turned into just another cesspool of a subreddit. Don't they all end up that way? Yeah, and that's what's sad up. to me because it really turned into that. Like, there are people who are genuinely looking for information, looking for tips, and that's awesome. And then this fucking post, like, why, why are people screaming with Sentinels? 
Like, who gives a shit? Like, fucking leave it alone. Who cares? The fact that you care is a problem. Like, just don't. Well, yeah, you know, you, you have... It's, it's the same kind of in the streaming community where if, like, a streamer... Like, why aren't you playing with this streamer? Why do you not, like... I, I watched, I've, I've said, I watched Lupo a lot. Yeah. He used to get like the, why aren't you playing with Ninja anymore? Who gives like a shit? Like constantly. And he's like, look, he, he had to address it so many times. Like Ninja and I are still great friends. Yes. He doesn't love Tarkov. No. He hates it. He's not playing Tarkov with me. And when there's new Fortnite events, they might hop on together. Yeah. Like that still happens. Like guys, it's not deep. It It's not deep. <laughs> it's not. And if it is, God, get this. If it is deep, they might decide to talk about it. But if they don't, so, who the fuck cares? It was none I, of your business to begin with. Anyway, sorry to bring it up. <laughs> no, Let's you're move fine. on with so some we more did talk about it. We did talk about it. There you, there go. you go. 100 Thieves looking to get into Halo by Jake Lukey? Lucky. Lucky? It's, a, it's, a, it's his tweet, which is a clip that Nade Shot spoke in. Got it. So really it's hey, from Nade Shot, but yeah. He states... 100 Thieves is interested in a Halo team, but Nate Shot needs to know who is available. It's it's a top-tier org that needs a top-tier team if they don't have a top-tier team and that can promote... It's not a free agent signing shit. Yeah. I no think, way. I think... I wouldn't expect to see 100 Thieves in year one. Maybe no. year two. Yeah. Once, once names there, have been more established. And they're going to expand that... There's nine teams right now, right? They're going to expand. Oh, yeah. So... I could see them being part of the expansion, just like with CDL. Yeah. They weren't first year. They were second year expansion. You know, based off the qualifier, I mean, spoil, If we'll talk about it obviously in a little bit, but based off the qualifier, like I could see if the team continues to do well, like I could see them buying out KCP. Like sure. if that team continues to do well, that's a top four team sure. based off this first qualifier. Obviously things are going to change. Things are going to move, but I mean, shit. And if they have to buy out, like, and how great would that be for KCP to have 100 Thieves come and buy out? 100%. And KCP can then take that money and reinvest? 100%. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I'm just no, saying no, no, it, no. it could be really cool for the scene if they do do that. Nothing against KCP. I think they're fantastic, obviously. Right. And it's ex- like, exciting to see not a, like, don't get me wrong. Like, KCP has been great in the Halo space, but they're not a top-tier org name across the esports. Absolutely. So it's been great to see KCP top four. Yeah, consistently in the MCC yes. Pro Series and yes. whatnot. Yeah, 100%. Okay, last piece of roster mania here before I sidetrack us again. Oxygen Esports. It's going to be Common, its name, Haynes and Swish. Also plays well in the qualifier. Yes. Yes. All right. That's it for roster mania. Sweet. Tournament and league recaps of the week. Fuck yes. Daddy. If you didn't watch this one, you should have. Louis V. Titans Money Tuesday's Halo Infinite kickoff tournament results. Money Tuesday. We'll run through all eight teams because it's fucking infinite. Uh, in fifth and eight, fifth through eighth, we had Druck and Soul Snipe, Royal Two and Snakebite, Piratic and Denzi, and Frosty and Renegade. Your third, fourth place teams, Stellar and Penguin, Bound and Boobadoo. Second place, Eco and Mickwin. Mickwin did compete. Yeah. And there was a lot of like. There's a lot of shit talking in the chat too, because like if you watch the very beginning matches, he was dunking on kids. Well, like um, this, this was the game came out on Monday. Yeah, this, this was, was on Tuesday. This literally, literally the day after, and he's been playing the game for two years. Yes, it, it was just hilarious to see all the shit talking in chat. He obviously had a competitive advantage, one hundred percent. But 
There was nothing in the rule book that said he couldn't play. There was play. nothing there. He was invited, so there you go. Okay. There you go. And your first place team, I was so excited for these guys. Yes. Five grand to them, Trippy and Lucid. Man, I'm going to say it now. It, uh, he needs to start calling himself Drippy, man. Oh, yeah. He needs to bring back the Drippy. Oh, we he's talked. Been, we, that was in Halo it. 5, too. Yeah, the Halo 5 Money Tuesday. Oh, especially considering how well he did in the first qualifier as well. Like, holy moly, dude. Yeah. I want to see the Drippy memes out there yeah. everywhere. He should be bl- blasted everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Moving on, LFTG Halo Infinite 2v2 results in third, fourth. We had Team Dior, which was Feared Convict and Squeaks. And then Team Red Eye. Uh, Petite Sub Boy and uh, Venom SVJ. SVJ. <laughs> I was like getting a like, I don't know, some sort it of weird. accent on there. It's okay. <laughs> Second place went to Beep Bop, uh, Defect, and Exode. And first went to Carnage Gaming, Loco NC, and Johan MC. Very nice. NC and MC taken first. But before we get to it, I just want to tell you, um, there's a very specific reason why I have the qualifiers laid out the way that I do. Um, Okay. So you're going to read through the results, and then I'll explain the series. Okay? Okay, moving on. So you just keep going. GM Halo Tournaments, Halo Infinite FFA results. Yes, an FFA tournament. In eighth place, we had Form LOL. Or Form LOL. <laughs> oh. Uh, seventh was Clownly. Sixth, Echoes JM. Fifth, Jaws. Fourth, Druggernaut. Third, $20, Anthony. Second, taking home $50, bucks, uh, Mush World. And first, taking home $80 bucks was Okulu. I'm going to go with Okulu. Very nice. Also, because I did, if you scroll down, you'll see I just made this into a separate thing. But I do want to say, uh, pay attention to what Blue Team Tournaments is doing because uh, I imagine there's going to be, I don't have insider information, but I imagine that there's going to be an announcement sooner or later in regards to the Infinite Invitational, or the, I mean the, the finale of the Road to Infinite. Because now that it's out, yeah, FFAs, baby. Ooh. Um, so Okulu's showed up a couple times. Yeah. And sorry to extend the show even longer, but it's okay. his name reminds me there is uh there's a clip out there from Family Feud where Steve Harvey's like, it's the Obu family. Okay. Right? Sure. And he comes up to like the the third the third person in line. He goes, What's your name, son? He goes, Obu. He goes, What no, what's your what's your first name? He goes, Obu. And he's like, Your father he goes on this rant of your father named you. Abu, Abu. And the mother's down the line. And he goes, she goes, you should ask him what his middle name is. Abu. Abu, Abu, Abu. Yeah. So then it turns to the, the father's in the stands and it, he does this like, uh, this grand, like he like almost grabs his belly. He's like, Abu, Abu. And what? just please, it's hilarious. Go check out the, the video That's somewhere. That's what that reminds you of? Yeah, I don't know why, because I, I well, I just watched it a couple days ago and now oh, okay. I've been seeing Okulu. Sure. And I don't know. I don't know. That's it's, okay. just, it's yeah. fresh in my mind. Moving on. HGS kickoff major Raleigh qualifier number one results. Awesome. We had some talent. We did. Great talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, for North America, it was Lottie, Bravo, Onset, and Clutch. For EU, Gaskin, Jersey One, Shyway, and Why Not Be Reckless. Got his opportunity finally. Yeah. Fuck yes. Australia, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, oh, God. Fluke Dota, Onhagi, Kane, Osprey in, in Maniac. You killed it. You fucking killed it. And for Mexico, 
Edward Crush, Jay Stroke, and maybe not. <laughs> ah, what do you got? It's your interpretation. Remember Q. Just so there's Q. A, there's an R in there. there there's it's, also a lot more letters than that. There's two R's in there. Well, there's Q U. Q U E makes me like think of like Q, like a uh, Q ball or sure. something. And then there's R E. Q rhetoric. Q rhetoric. Rhetoric. Yeah. There, sure. Q rhetoric. Q rhetoric. Q rhetoric. Perfect. Correct. That's it. You got it. Great. You nailed it. All right. Team totals for North America. There's 406 teams. This is for Moses with 406 teams. Today's HCSNA Open is the largest competition in Halo Esports history. 406 teams competed. Fuck. Uh, yeah, that was insane. In damn. fucking insane. And they did it over two days. Yeah. This, yeah oh, wow. Um, Granted, it was, no, it was double Elam. Yeah. EU had 93 teams, Australia and New Zealand, 37. Nice. And Mexico had 62. Yes. We have links for the bracket provided in the Google Docs of the show notes of the show, along with the VODs listed out for every region. For day two. Day one did not have official broadcasts. There you um, go. Yeah. So there's that. Uh-oh, Maddie's. Maddie's getting in them show notes. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Okay. Go ahead, Will. Results. Australia, New Zealand. Seventh through eighth, we had Team Dire Wolves, which included Bald, Dino, Vamped, and Zirkle. And then KBM, which included Scoobmeister. I like that name. Yeah. Scoobmeister. Or- Orange Pearl 69966. <laughs> Jeez, okay. Uh, RR Lucky. Yep. And Jack's NKB or Jack SNKB, however you want to look at that. Uh, both teams took home 840 of the HCS points. Yes. Yes, yes. Points are important. Points. In fifth through sixth, we had Carbon, which included N, N Chef, Grand Last Shadow, Dodzy, and Pandorable. I thought it was Pandorable. It's a good uh, name, too. And then Team BBR, ADZ, Dante, Evil, and Brattles, uh, taking home 960 points. In fourth place, we had Idolize, Ingestix, Flex Reigns, Square, and Wrath City, 1,080 points. Third place was Nuke and Pave, Junior, Jacor, Mantis, and Lunchy, taking home 1,320 points. Love these points. Yeah. Down. Jesus Christ. Can't do just even numbers. It is. I mean, what they, it are, is. they are technically I mean, even, even, but like 1320. Like yeah. 13, yeah. Um, Intervals, I guess I should say. Second place. Divine Mind. Berserk, Pips, Raided, and Slays. I went through those pretty well. I know those guys. 1,800 points. Not personally. And yes, I just hit the mic. We don't need to comment on it. Moving on to Nutribullet. Taking home first place in the Australia, New Zealand uh, region. Seduced Barcode. Prodies and Madzy take them three grand in points. Fuck yes. Moving on to Mexico. Okay, I, I was told that you're going to fucking hate this. Take it away, Will. This is all you. At least the team names are well, yeah. except one of uh, them. Seventh and, through, seventh and eighth, 840 points again. Enchiladas. Jive Orphan 44787. Nice. Eric L7. Right, Tublo, 
and I, Billy. Hey, yeah, you are Billy. I, I, I'm <laughs> other seventh, eighth point place team. Improv, improvity, H I H bar. I don't uh, hi. Anyway, improvity high. Improvity high. Spady, skip to the skip tutorials. Spady two, and Toxer. Okay, nice. Fifth six, Celestial, Borgie, Attenuos, Parvidize, and Zaron. Team SPS, Placer, Churchill, Sep Stars, Shark G. Both teams taking home 960 points. You're doing pretty well so far, I have to say. But what the fuck is that team name? Twitch TV. No. I, I think be. you're right. I think you're right. TTV. TTV. Are, I'll. Can I give it a shot? Go for it. TTV Soy Liar Ocha. Soy Liar Ocha. 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 I can't. Ocha. Yep. I see like TTV Soy Liar Ocha. Or Oka? Oka. Oh, it's O. OCA. It's that's Cha, right? Fourth place. Grimji. Blood Raider. Dragoniak. <laughs> uh, not Jerry. Well, who is he that if he's not Jerry? I don't know. They took home uh, 1,080 points. Team TNT in third place. Uh, Deco, Danny Knight, Arfur Rinnan. Rinnigan. Rinnigan. Yeah, Reapers Rips is the fourth there. 1,320 points in second place. Fire and Ice, Nugget, the Derek, Noble, and Bullet, 1,800 points. In first place, going to the Pittsburgh Knights. Atso, Drift, Tapping Buttons, Gambino, three grand in points to them. Who would have thought that the top two teams in that region were Pittsburgh Knights and Fire and Ice? The two, like, most well-in-advance established teams. Like, if you think about it, uh, I've just felt like Halo Infinite was announced, and those teams were like, we, we got, got our it. guys. Yep. We're good. Like, holy shit. Where are we at? Yeah. We're at a uh, tournament league recaps and we're about to cover the, um, how many rants did I miss? Uh, one kind of, kind of. Yeah. There'll be more. Uh, EU seventh through eighth, 840 points. Market esports, squashy batch for Looney and warlord. Good to see him back. And the boys, Sandal, Morga, Snipel, and Rob's in. Is that Rob the turtle? Just changing his name? No, I think he's a North American player. Got it. Uh, fifth through sixth, 960 points. Team COD players. Mm-hmm. B-Sport Josh. D-Frag of Tarth. This one. D-QV? And Nolson. I will say, when you said D-Frag of Tarth, like, that was beautiful. I got that one. You, I think you nailed the fuck out of that one. To me, <laughs> at least. Uh, next team, question reality. It was Beatley, Legend Graham, Hercules, and MC versus Arbiter. In fourth place, taking home 1,080 pro points. It's TBD. It's Ramir Ez. Yep. Clonely, Riots, and Flux. Why do people got to spell things? Uh, third place, <laughs> Navi. 1,320 points. Jimbo, too foxy. Kimbo, when respectful. Wait, can you give me that again? Too foxy. Thank you. Kimbo, when respectful. Jimbo. Uh, 
1320 points to them. 1800 points going to the second place team, which was it's OEX. That's correct. I had to make sure there wasn't a little tail on there in the graphic. It was SLG, Fragger, Navirix, and Tachik. First place went to Cartel. Three grand to them. Shady, Legend, Snipe Drone, and Sika. Last but not least. Hold on. Wait. Waiting. Two things. One, OEX and Cartel. They need to be picked up by an organization. They need to. Like, you had Cartel running through any type of EU competition that took place over, like, the last two years. Okay? Like, they... if Oh, my God. It's unbelievably fucking stupid that they haven't been signed by anybody. But uh, go ahead. I just want to put that out there. Sure. For NA, 7th through 8th, we had G2 Esports. Gilkey, Sab, Arctic, and Straight Sick. An inconceivable Falcator, Boobadooba, Snipe Down, and Bound. That is, again, rumored to be the phase roster that is yet to be announced. Fifth, six. Oh, 840 points for those seven to eight teams. If no one picked up on the point total so far. Fifth, six, 960 points. E United, Rain, Spartan, Ryan, Noob, King, Nick, and Infernal, Common, Haynes, Swish, in its name. Now, uh, Oxygen. Yes. Yes. In fourth place... 1,080 points. Casey Pioneer, Soul Snipe, Soul, Soul Snipe, Druck, Tolik, and Super CC. Third, Sentinels, 1,320 points. Royal 2, Snakebite, Lethal, and Frosty. Second place went to Cloud9, taking home the 1,800 points. It is Stellar, Renegade, Penguin, and Eco. And in first place, 3,000 points. Envy now, Optic, Texas Gaming, weird collaboration shit going on. Trippy, Lucid, APG, and Pistola. It's going to be interesting to see what they have to go with. Like, can they be op? They, I mean, they can be optic gaming because it's Halo. I mean, they are optic. Yeah, yeah. And the the for those interested, uh, because this was mentioned multiple times. Or like, we did a we did a tournament watch along, and this was talked about frequently in there. But also, um, Hastro of Envy has come out and said that the plan is for the optic team pack in the HCS store on Halo Infinite is set to come out in spring. Of yeah, 2022. Some time. So like around March or so. Um, and that will mean that the Envy pack will be removed. So if you do want the Envy pack, I'd, I'd just say buy it if you can. Buy it sooner rather than later because they don't have a date set for when the Optic pack is going to come and replace it. But that does mean that the Envy pack will never be available ever again. So if you do want a pack and you want something that's technically going to be exclusive... I'd just say get it if you have the opportunity to. Um, could, with this merger, could Envy technically double dip and have Envy and Optic? I mean, technically, they already are because that skin pack's going to go away. No, no, no. I know what you I, mean. I have mean, two like, different teams. To have two different teams in competition sure. and then therefore double the chance to win. Well, not double the chance, but. I don't know. I don't know what the. Not, not, I'm going to use a poor term here. I don't know what the legalese around that is, yeah. if there is anything. Sure. Um, Maddie says you got through the, the names a lot better than I thought. You did. Me you too. really did. Me too. You really did. And like I said, Shio, you didn't miss, you only missed technically one rant. Uh, I'll have a lot more to say shortly. But again, we're, we're on the high right now. We're on the up and up right now. We're on the positive aspects because I want to talk about some series that took place. Um, so I broke it down. You ready for the shit? Go. 
All right. <laughs> so grand finals. Cloud9 versus Optic Gaming. I want to talk about game three. Oddball on recharge. Round two. Specifically. And also, you know how I told you, Will, how that competitive Halo Reddit sometimes just pisses me off? There was a post. Somebody posted the clip that we're going to talk about Pistola mainly in this. And there's the clip of what Pistola did with the ball, right? Which led to the win of this round, which eventually led to the win of the game. Okay? And all the comments were like, I don't see what the big deal of this play is. Well, let's break it down. So... Cloud9 get a 40 to nothing point lead. But instead of keeping the pressure on the ball, they chose to continue slaying as the clock continued to count down, or as Bravo puts it in the broadcast, bait and slay. With only 14 seconds left on the timer, Optic Gaming are able to get a couple crucial slays and finally get control of the oddball. As Optic Gaming rotate into top elevator, Cloud9 members continue to pressure, but only one player at a time and not with a coordinated push. Optic Gaming take advantage of the situation with proper clock management with the new oddball rules, which just released before the qualifier, basically. Which I love. I love the rules. Oh, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. It makes... Anyway, continue. I don't want to... No, you're fine. Pistola is able to maintain control of the oddball, rotating all the way to sword ramp, all the, while, all the while, the timer being paused at only five seconds remaining. Just as the collapse by Cloud9 takes place, Pistola keeps control of the oddball, taking the score lead for Optic 44-42 to 42, and dying in just the right spot in order for the oddball to fall off the map for a respawn. With the oddball not being controlled by any player, the last five seconds of the timer expire while the oddball is respawning, and Optic Gaming clutch out the round. The final round of the game was very back and forth throughout, but it was Optic Gaming with another clutch round win, 188 to win the game 2-1. to one. We'll talk about oddball settings later, but the synopsis is it's a five-minute timer, mm-hmm. but it stops. It pauses as long as anybody is controlling the oddball. Okay. It'll be paused forever if somebody is holding the oddball. But as soon as somebody drops it, the timer continues. Yeah. And for those saying they don't realize the importance of that play, it's the fact that Pistola had the awareness, the, the, the calm head to pull that play off. You also have to look at the fumble by Cloud9, literally, because yep. they left the ball on the ground mm-hmm. when they could have been getting a lot more ball time than they did. If you go back and watch the broad, rebroadcast, it was literally what Bravo was talking about it. Cloud9 thought to themselves, or at least from the outside looking in from the broadcast perspective, it looked like Cloud9 was just like, no, we have a 40-point lead. Mm-hmm. We know where exactly where the ball's at. They have to come to it. So fuck it. We'll just bait and slay. Yeah. And it was working until it until didn't. it didn't. <laughs> yep. And when you had all that opportunity in the world to pick up the ball when you never did, that's that's not it just did not work. And I'm curious what what the what the I mean, the thinking is on that because it feels like do they not believe in themselves to try to slay with one member holding the ball? You figure you pick, they, I mean, hindsight 2020, right? You pick that ball up for five seconds, you win the game. Right. 
at some point one person picks the ball for five seconds. But I just right. I'm curious at what the I would lo- have loved to have been in those comms in in those players' mindsets just to know what what went through that those comms in the in their minds to 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 have that type of play. And we did not get a listen in during that time either. So we there's that. Uh, but yeah, he, Pistola picked it up with 14 seconds left on the timer. So if this was traditional, if this was other oddball rules, it, it that 14 seconds would have mattered. The game would have been over and it would have ended it. This is why I love it though, because yes. it because we saw it when you some, always have a chance. Yep, and then you ha- you also had like the previous like Halo Five matches. If p- players will literally just stop playing mm-hmm. in the middle, like oh the timer's done, what's the point? Or like you know where there we need thirty seconds. There's twenty seconds left. We're done pushing. We're done. Right. You know? There's no there's no point at that point. But now you have it's round based. There's a five minute timer. It stops as if anybody's holding the ball. It's phenomenal. Um, and for the for folks like Will said, for those who don't understand the significance of that play. That literally, because that rule change went in right before the qualifier. Like, there was a patch for that change right before the qualifier. If that hadn't existed, they would have lost that round. They would have lost the game. That was round two. Yeah. So that's, like, that's, it's it, it was an insane play. It was insane awareness by all of Optic. And it just, it, it was like a symphony that played out beautifully for that round. And it helped that they won the third round and win the game. But, like, yes. it was great. All right. We talked about how series ending in Slayers. Okay. Yeah. So let's give context to this. So uh, the grand finals was a best of five. Okay. So the team who wins uh, the most out of five games, so three out of five games, wins the series and would be crowned the champion of that qualifier. Um, If you were coming, it was a double elimination tournament. So if you lose, so if you're in a winner's bracket match and you lose, you get, you're you're not out of the tournament you get dropped down to what is called loser's bracket or what they'll probably call elimination bracket because they're fucking losers, but that's besides the point. It's loser's bracket. You're a loser. You lost. There's that. Um, It's my, ra- I'll never get rid of that, but it's double elimination. Sure. So elimination I know. Cause you're about to be eliminated. <laughs> so if you lose in losers or elimination bracket, then you're out of the tournament. Okay. Optic gaming lost to cloud nine in the winner's bracket and were dropped down to losers. They fought their way back up. Um, and at that point in time, Cloud9 had not lost a map. The entire qualifier. They were hot. Red hot. So, we get to a game five in the grand finals. The last game in this series. It was Slayer on live fire. You couldn't have asked for a better game that would lead to a bracket reset in the grand finals. But how did we get to this unbelievable win and or collapse, depending on how you want to interpret it? Well, it all starts with a commanding eight kill lead by Optic Gaming going into the final stretch of the game, 42 to 34. Lucid gets both a brand new sniper rifle and heat wave uncontested as he is making his way back to tower. Unfortunately for him, and his teammates, Cloud9 start to make an unbelievable comeback with eight unanswered kills, bringing the score to a tie at 42-42. 10 seconds later, 43-43. Another 10 seconds, 44-44. Cloud9 begin to crawl away with a two-kill lead, 47-45. And in a whirlwind of battles around the map, we have another tie game, 48-48. Now here's where things get dicey. 
renegade of Cloud9, instead of staying near garage door with ample cover opportunities, decides to push out to turbine or active camo, while his teammates cautiously watch over him. Keep in mind that even though active camo is available for pickup, this is probably not the goal for those teams. As Renegade moves to Turbine, Trippy is sitting on platform trying to bait out Renegade. Pistola gets the call out to make the move, while Renegade's attention is focused elsewhere and goes for the kill. Unfortunately for the wizard, Renegade had some magic of his fucking own and was able to secure the kill, regaining the lead 49 to 48. But unfortunately for Renegade, he's still in the same spot, now without shields. Renegade is disposed of, but somehow... Oh, he's disposed of somehow. I couldn't tell if it was a grenade or if it was a uh, gunshot. I, I didn't see it either. I, I assumed grenade from the looks of sure. the, what was going on. But the problem is, is that the kill feed was being blocked by the player name. So we just we just couldn't see yeah. it, but it's, it's okay. Um, And Trippy must have been forgotten about on platform because Eco pushed from around the corner with already slightly damaged shields. Trippy provides the two-shot melee BR combo to solidify the win 50-49 to 49, along with the grand finals bracket reset. That's why, that's why I say I think it was because he pushed up onto the platform there, right? He, he didn't go on the platform. He stayed. Oh, are you talking about Eco? Yeah. Yeah. So Trippy is standing on plat, right? Yep. Eco is around the corner, supposedly yeah. either base, like either a tunnel or um, up above in the other platform. Yeah, yeah. But either way, Renegade, he just dies because he has, like, no fucking that, health. That's there. why I think it was a grenade and why his shields were low. Sure. Because he was there with well, him. Well, he was, no, Eco was shot. Okay, he Eco was, was shot. Sure. Yep, because Ola died, and it was uh, 49-49. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, so that that happened. Um, we know, so Ola died for uh, 49-48. Renegade died 49-49. Eco just pushes around the corner. And like mm -hmm. I said, I don't think they realized that Trippy was still right there. He was basically full shield. Yeah. So he was able to get the two, sh because all it takes for those wondering is two shots in the body with a BR, uh, two fully connecting shots with the BR and a melee to kill somebody. Yep. So that happened and they won. And I'm and we just lost our fucking shit. Like just renegade in my mind was wrong spot, wrong time because APG earlier in the game, like, not that much late. Like the renegade play was not much later from what APG did. Yeah. Did the same thing where it felt like he was just baiting him out and APG was his dipsy doodle. And then he died and renegade did the exact same thing. He got the kill on Ola, which was crazy, but he's just, he, he's not getting away from there. He's in a terrible spot. Right. Once you're exposed, you're exposed out there. Right. So that's why I'm like, why I don't know Maybe. what the communication was like on the team, but why'd you move away from garage door? Nobody's going to get active camo. You're watching it. Maybe there was someone up above that they thought had sight lines. Or, sure. Or as soon as maybe if Re they think Renegade gets the kill, he's able to back up underneath and they right. have that lockdown. Right. And like, that's why I think nobody remembered Trippy was still right fucking there yeah. on Platt watching that diagonal to be like, if Renegade moves, he's dead. Yeah. It's just, it was a crazy, crazy fucking play. Crazy. Um, so then we had the grand finals bracket reset. So again, for those who may not know, in a grand final situation in a double elimination bracket, if the team from losers wins that first bracket, like wins that first series, the best of five, the best of seven, whatever it may be, 
Then it goes into what is called a bracket reset. Because, where, because the first team has not lost a series yet. Right. So they have now been dropped to losers. <laughs> and now we are in a second best of five grand finals. Um, the series was back and forth. But I just want to highlight game five again. This time it was Slayer on Bizarre because we had on a Slayer. Yep. In what can only be described as a massacre. Ooh. Optic Gaming win with a stake-tacular performance, 50-21, to 21, to not only win the game, but also the Grand Finals Bracket Series reset, 3-2. to two. That last game was so surprising. 50-21. to 21. Again, like we talked, I talked about earlier, you mentioned it on too, like the, the snowball effect. They oh. just, things just kept going. It was fucking insane. It was. It was, it was insane. Um, so... That's those are the two things I wanted to highlight. Was there anything you wanted to highlight with the series that took place? No, just it. it I don't think people understand. It's not often you get a bracket reset in grand finals of Halo. No, this and was in a qualifier, no less. Yeah, this was a treat to watch. Yes. So I'm excited for it. It brings a lot of attention, a lot of eyes to Halo. Makes me nervous that if we're not getting this every time, people aren't going to be as hyped in the future. But Still a great tournament. Still great gameplay. Yes. Seeing pros at the top take advantage of everything Halo Infinite has to offer. Yes. There we go. And uh, so want to say congratulations to the KC Pioneers for taking fourth in the first qualifier event. People were kind of counting them out. Good to see them there. Uh, Sentinels not making it in the top two. First qualifier. Who knows if that'll continue. But one of the things we talked about all the time, one of the things that our community has talked about all the time is that we've wanted more competition in these upper echelon teams. We want there to be a bigger fight for first place and not one team absolutely steamrolling. Yes, this was one singular qualifier. It was the first Halo Infinite event. Things can obviously change, but we'll have to wait and see. It was good to see this happen, though. Viewership was incredible. Tashi stated with YouTube, that's 70,000 across both platforms, and it does not include co-streamers. I think it was like, I think they were at over 150K or something like that of streaming total. Not just for the event, but like in total. Courage wants to cast. <laughs> so you're, however your feelings about this individual, but this yeah. is by Courage JD. He states, Halo is back. This should be an eye-opening to any developer in gaming. Halo launched with everything ready to support their competitive scene. Now they're seeing record level numbers for their first online tournament. I'm ready to cast. Get me in the booth one time, Halo. Tashi replied, come to Raleigh. Courage says, I can make this happen. Let's chat. And Tashi says, handshake emoji. Courage might be at Raleigh. Maybe. Courage will probably be at Raleigh. Well, yeah. Yeah. How do, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't like how we shit on the title. I don't like how him and Dr. Disrespect shit on the title and, and Tim because of it not having a BR at launch or it might not even ever having a BR. But... um. I do understand and I do completely respect that him being there would bring a lot more eyes on the scene. And in a time where we need more eyes on the scene, I'll take it. It's it's yeah. Like, like you said, it's, it's a little bit of that double-edged sword. It absolutely is where, because I, I don't want him to necessarily be rewarded for the shit that he's been talking. But at but, the same time, he is a heavily, he's a really big influencer. He's played, he's played Halo for years. Okay, this isn't just like uh, him being a streamer and him wanting a battle royale because of that. No, he's played Halo for a very, very long time. You, uh, you know, the way you're feeling about him 
is kind of the same way I feel about some of the Halo pros. Sure. They've shit on four, respectfully. I mean, a lot of people did. They shit on five, and they yeah. weren't there for those years. Yep. Now, I don't know. I like. I personally don't know how I would react to the whole situation because I wasn't there for the early days, sure. right? I came in late. So, but it just, it kind of... But the so, fact that you even got to, you experienced that too for coming in so, like, not late, but coming in in the game that you did. You even yeah. experienced that. Yeah, so I, I'm curious, like, for me, like, Courage, it... it like this, this Halo is kind of like a, a a little bit of a rebirth for Halo. Everyone, it's it's is liking it so far. Yeah. Um, as as far as a cons- uh, competitor, sp- spectator, the design around it, the gameplay, the core gameplay. Um, and to me, it does feel like Courage jumping on the trend for a second. Absolutely. Because. This wasn't, oh, Halo's back, I want to cast. It's, no, Halo's back and it's good, now I want to cast. Yep. Um, but to be fair, a lot of people are coming back into the scene because it is good. Yep. And the more eyes on it, the better. And it's just hopefully this isn't like a, I don't want this to be a one-time thing. Like yeah, if a one-and-done situation. He's, if he's actually into this, like I want to see these influencers actually get involved. Yes. Like, um. Hell, Lupo's been playing Infinite in the mornings all the time. Uh, Doc's been playing it, and he's said it's good. Yep, he enjoys um, playing it. The, the core gameplay. Yeah, the core gameplay. It doesn't... I think streamers are stuck in the BR world because it works so well for streaming. Yeah, and it, it's a lot of viewers, obviously. Yes, it yes. helps their business, which is it, it yeah. is what it is. Streaming's a business, too. Yes. So, but to see them get involved gets me excited. Part of me is like... Yeah, but you're only excited because it's good. But then isn't that kind of what we want is yes. everyone to be excited because it's good? Yes. Like I said, double-edged sword. Like what what side do you fall on here? I don't know. I just want to see the scene grow. And if this can help that and bring eyes and make the scene what it once was, I guess I'm on board right now. I just 100%. need to see where it goes. I need to see the aftermath of this. I don't want it to be the quick grabbing out. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Sorry um, to run in circles there, really. No, you're fine. It's, I, it's I just agree. my thought process on it. I don't, it's, yeah. Like I said, I, I what I said too is that I don't want him or anybody that was saying that, oh, it, it needs a BR or it's dead. Like, I don't want them to be rewarded. But at the same time, it's, they have a big audience and mm-hmm. we need those types of eyes on a, this just sounds stupid, but like another budding esports, something that hasn't, sort of like hasn't thrived in a very long time. Yeah. Um, you look to Twitter. It was the n- number two talked about game in the U S last week. Yes. Um, this is the For t- good and bad reasons. This is the time to capitalize on press good or bad. Hey, bad, bad press is good press. Any press is good press. I yep. say so second game trending on Twitter, get the eyes on it now so that it can continue and new people can stick to it or, or fall in love with it. If, cause I believe that I, with, even with five, with mm-hmm. its problems, Halo has always been able to make people fall in love with their gameplay. Yeah. It's still great from a spectator standpoint too. Yes. Um, I, I honestly think like reaching, not having the experience I've had reaching four are kind of like my, moments five oh, they're was a, shitters five was a step towards the right direction yep not where they are now and now it's it's like this is this is kind of it like yeah it's good this feels like the culmination of everything that they've been working so, towards in a good way obviously yeah. we'll see what happens i'm just we'll see no you're good um 
I'm just going to be straight with you. I'm going to read this observer mode request by Dax City real quick, and then, Will, I'm going to let you get started in our next topic because I need to hit the bathroom real quick. So, okay, yeah, two hours in, we yes. still have a half a show Hey, we're, we're still going. We're still going. Um, so observer mode request. This is by Dax City. Uh, Dax City states, add a mini-map for spectators. Not for players, but viewers would really benefit from a live top-down feed of the map. It helps viewers visualize where players are on the map and better understand what's happening on screen in context of map control, especially for new fans. And then Maddie is a huge mm-hmm. proponent of this. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Todd has it. And it's it's kind of great to see like, oh, look at they're splitting and pushing from these two lanes. Right. Like, 100%. Awesome. Uh, two, clean up the player's scoreboards. And three, make associated text UI more legible. There's too much empty space on the scoreboards, meaning more of the player feed is taken up by unused space. And at times, the associated text for these stats are were hard, if not impossible, to read. Four, use specialized scoreboards for each game type, or at least remove unused columns if necessary. The score column ends up going unused on some game types and otherwise is redundant. A lot of time it ends up uh, also taking up unnecessary space and isn't bolstering knowledge. And five, make the scores more legible. The text is very small and at times hard to read, especially when a team is capturing points or already has points. This information should be readily discernible at a glance. Oh, that, um, yes. So I watched on my phone. Oh, you couldn't see shit. I know. I literally had yeah. no, no idea the scores. They're like, microscopic on yep, the phone. It's, yeah. From a minimalistic approach when you're playing the game, awesome. But like when you're watching it, uh-uh, it ain't <laughs> it. All right, but like I said, yeah. I need to hit the restroom real quick. Will, lead us in to, actually, I'll just ask you, do you have any other closing thoughts on the first open qualifier, the first ever infinite qualifying event that has taken place? Well, we'll leave it there. We, we, we've talked enough. We'll All right. just excitement. There is excitement from this side. It was honestly, I guess I do have more. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was the greatest like qualifier we've ever had. We've ever had a had. kickoff a week into the game. Like literally a week into the release. It, it of the was multiplayer. incredible. Like, yes. I feel like we we have so much to build on now. and It's only going to get bigger and better, and the plays are only going to get more insane with the with the equipment that's being used, with the strats that are learned. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Awesome. Josh. Will, yeah. I'm going to let you lead us into our second topic, because, yes, we technically have two. Um, Halo Infinite Multiplayer, our thoughts so far. Yes. Uh, let me just write down a timestamp so I don't lose my place when editing. And here we go. So our thoughts so far. The first one is, well, I guess the first category we're going to go through is just things we found from around the internet. We'll start off by uh, HCS themselves on Twitter. With all the new players joining us on, excuse me, on Halo with Halo Infinite. Let's welcome them with a thread of quick tips to help improve their game. We'll start. And this is a Twitter. Let uh, Let me see what Josh put in here. So it got cut off. It says, your flag must be at home to score. Coordinate with your team before trying to capture the enemy flag. Uh, so giving basic tips on Twitter. I don't know what that came. Next up, sexy trap. Halo infinite weapons have confirmed in different melee speeds. So I'm assuming if you're holding rockets versus a pistol, your melee speed might be a little different. Vetoed. But on Halo Infinite's theater mode has some dope new features. One I love is being able to view stats prior to re-watching a match, making it easier to look for specific games. 
You can also browse an in-game timeline for specific medals and objective moments. That's actually really cool. You can see when an overkill pops up, highlight that. Maybe someone got uh, a snipe on uh, someone that was grappling. Really cool to see those that those medals are, are kind of time-stamped within the observer mode. Uh, Jeff Gertzman, I don't know. Giant bomb. Okay, giant bomb. The challenge system being the only way to get XP in Halo seems like a bad idea. One of my challenges right now is blow up a Warthog. What if I don't want to play any of the big map modes? I get to fool around with a single-use challenge swap. Come on, this is dumb. That might be the only downside to Halo Infinite, though. Oh, I guess I want a straight-up Slayer playlist, or at least the ability to say, please never put me in a CTF match of any kind. We'll talk Josh, about before that later. I continue, yep. the, from around the internet, you have the HCS tweet up there? Yeah, so that's a thread. Uh, if you want some tips and tricks that the community has come like has done it's uh, all it's in that it's thread. all in that thread go check that out for like new okay. players you know just for, check out check gotcha, it or gotcha. existing that don't maybe not know all the little in, in, intricacies of the shit you can go check that out it's really cool okay. um something that just came to my mind is hyperion is that like a youtuber yeah ascend hyperion forger yep okay yeah i got i got in a game with a hyperion and i didn't know if it was him or not i think it's a her her i think Okay, I didn't know. Them. Them. Yeah. I got in a game with them, and I didn't know. And if it was, it, I, I, I don't know, I probably got wrecked in that BTB game. <laughs> so No, there is, there is an Ascent Hyperion, okay. for sure. There wasn't no Ascent in front of the name, mm. so it could just be a... Could be a, could be a play on, isn't Hyperion like one of the Borderlands I don't manufacturers? Know. I don't know. Just the name sounded for... I just wanted to put that out. Hey, moving <laughs> on. Hidden Xperia. There's nothing wrong with the special event skins, esports team skins, charity, special occasion, MTX, etc. because all these things are extras. The issue comes from the fact that the only form of progression and main form of cosmetic unlocking in Infinite is entirely monetized. We'll talk about that later too. Jersey 1 states, head into your UI settings, enable show enemy names. That is something that you can do. Um, and Jersey, uh, I'm going to put you on blast. Apparently he stole that. From like somebody else. Oh really? Yeah, I think it was like Wonder Boy or something. I didn't give him credit. That's really a thing. I feel like I did yeah, that. I need to do that. I forgot to do that. But yeah, it's a Does thing. It pop up like after you kill them. I have no idea. I haven't used it. <laughs> but he just I says like, do it, so I, I should okay. probably do it. I should check it out. Too. We should think, follow Shirzy's rules here. I think I have that enabled. Ooh, maybe. Uh, Colex states Infinite really needs to have the in-game friends list alphabetized, or gives you the option to search for a friend through the in-game list. Takes so long to find people sometimes. It's a jumbled fucking mess. It's terrible trying to get through. Are you kidding me? So like your in-game friends list, if you tr if you want to invite somebody. Yeah. It's not alphabetized at all. I think mine is. Oh, ours isn't. You're playing on PC? Y no. Oh. The series. Because like it's not alph. It's like in-game. Yeah, but even right. then it's like it's just not alphabetized and then it shows like all my other friends list. yeah the offline ones are alphabetized yeah. but the other ones aren't I'm not kidding it's fucking weird he's not the only one that's dealing that dealing with this i'm just gonna the, the like oh i i just don't have enough friends to make it a problem oh <laughs> no <laughs> no from discord do. jamar says multiplayer gameplay is there as other progressions need overhaul rank should have its own progression that's not as much as non-ranked. No crazy challenges, just increase game mode accomplishments. So you gain something aside of rank you, you spend possibly hours getting. Yet you are stuck on level three of the battle pass. 
Everything feels good weapon-wise. Heard the sniper was a little harder to handle than five, but only difference I feel is scoping in. But need to dump hours before I can give you input. Sidekick Magnum is not as crazy as H5. That was the point. Yep. I, I added the point thing. I think it's as good as you can laser across map as well in H5. If you have pace shots, you can do damage mid to long range, but it's you not can, viable. It's, it's, it's maybe to get a shot off. Right. Like, it is not the point of the weapon. And if you have an AR or BR in your hand, you're going to just, you need to use that instead of the sidekick. Yes. hundred percent. Um, the only need from Discord, progression is rough. BTB feels too big, but the overall experience feels good. The gameplay is fun, and I like the feel of a good chunk of the guns. I just like the BR currently, but the AR feels pretty solid. Jordan, you're probably the only person that has that take. Not a, It's not a bad take. I'm just saying you're probably the only person that has that take. I did. I like the AR. I did stumble upon a thread. Oh, and someone thread. Just, someone just posted, what's your favorite weapon in Infinite? And now the, like, so I have like a separate rocker Twitter account that I have. Okay. And because it's focused around the Call of Duty community, yeah. it's a lot of like younger kids because it's Call of Duty. Yeah. So like these were like the age group I was looking at commenting on this thread, what I would say was 15 to 19. Probably the younger demographic. Younger okay. demographic. Sure. And it was definitely the casual because it was all commando, AR, AR. Um, the pulse carbine. No one said that. I'm just Thanks. kidding. That gun fucking. Is, that, is yeah. it the pulse rifle or the I, pulse carbine? I think it's pulse, pulse carbine. Pulse carbine. Yeah. So I did see a lot of like assault rifle lover, lovers in that. That's in yeah. That, in that thread. Which, the gun's not bad. It's not. Like it's not a competitive weapon, but the gun is not bad. Like it's, ve it's definitely yeah. viable in gunfights. So someone who's not super competitive, maybe I know Jordan has played many facets of Halo. Yeah. So maybe he's just enjoying the more casual side of the AR. I hate the stigma around the AR being a bad weapon. Like it's not, it's, it's viable in close to medium range scenarios. Mm -hmm. And do I wish in BTB you started with a BR? I'll get to that because of the longer range. Yes, I do. Yes. But. I'll, I'll get to that because it's in my thoughts, but <laughs> the AR is a viable weapon. Like stop shitting on it. No, it's not competitive though, but that's besides the point. All right. Halo creation has a little bit more here. Mm -hmm. He says, my, but very humble, but maybe lengthy opinion. Welcome to the show. Foundation is enjoyable, which is like the most important lull emoji. I have my doubts on some other aspects. Mid-distance AR. I'm looking at you. This is Peppa angry. Um, I'm going through my morning process regarding customization. I'm not spending money in battle passes and whatnot for now. So my Spartan's just called the ugly one and will remain this way for some time being. What did, what did Joey said that his master chief was called because oh, he has like the dirty ass green. I don't remember. Oh my I, God. I forgot. So funny though. Uh, he says what's more important to me personally and what worries me much more regarding multiplayer as a whole is the current state of the custom games. Menus are just extremely inconsistent and buggy. And I do see in a close feature this is a potential big problem yep. notably during tournaments if not entirely fixed soon which sounds like a huge task right now i faced so many more crashes errors bugs in the past two days yesterday became even laughable i spent like 40 minutes to get one custom game to launch the way i wanted to i ended up writing down like 30 plus steps i tried before i can get one proper game to start fucking terrible i also have absolutely zero hope for theater mode to be in a remotely usable state now, and I'm including it here because it seems like it won't be there for a campaign once again, so it's a multiplayer feature. Did see 
that so when you when you launch Halo Infinite's multiplayer, there is a selection for campaign. Um, now, obviously, when you select campaign, it just brings you to a graphic that says Master Chief's story continues on December 8th. Buy it now or whatever. If you go to theater, um, campaign is not a selectable option. So the the it's not confirmed or anything, but the rumor is is that based off of what you can see right now, theater will not be included for campaign, which, if true, sucks really badly for those who want it. All right. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Davey Wavy. I love you. Or Heavy Rainfall. Oh my God. As I'm he so is known elsewhere. Also, anyway, uh, keyboard and mouse report because he has been playing on keyboard and mouse. As Silos calls him, uh, a keyboard warrior or something like that. What do you yeah. call him, Silos? I know uh, you're not anyway. listening right now, but like, what the fuck do you call him? Keyboard master or something? I forgot. He says, We need an option to remove hotkeys. Once you put one in by accident, you are fucked. They need to polish the animations. Everything that isn't a reload is running at 30 FPS. When running 240 and having to see that a lot gives me seasick kind of feeling. I've experienced the same sometimes on console. Colors should not be locked to armor cores. I can understand everything being locked, but it just paint. But it's just paint. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that. Yep. Losing bullet magnetism after the shield break is super annoying and is almost punishing as a keyboard and mouse player. I believe this balance needs to be looked at. Either tone down the controller magnetism after break, add a penalty of the magnetism after break, or simply simply remove it for keyboard and mouse break or no break. That kind of last part confused me, but balance it. Uh, it creates inconsistent in my fight and makes perfect nearly impossible. I almost believe that 30 FPS thing caused problems in fights as the FPS counter will dead drop for that and jump back up. Hmm. Splash damage is often still inconsistent. I can agree with that. It always felt like the plasma has a massive splash box compared to everything else. Cinder shot and spanker looking at you. Also, um, the Ravager, I think the splash got nerfed slightly. Oh, okay. So it feels like you have to be kind of more direct with it. You have to hit them right on. Yep. Obviously, the charging up of it does create the AOE, but like, I think, but the Ravager standard shots, I think you have to be more precise with it now. Uh, solo duo only being locked to your input. I'm just curious of why I neither hate or like this, but would like to know the mindset. So while we don't know the mindset, we do know that it was announced that this is going to be the way it was. Yeah. So, uh, Dave, if you haven't already, I'd just reach out to them and ask the rope of the grapple shot needs to be thicker or needs to inherit the enemy color. There are plenty of moments. I couldn't tell an enemy was hooking around me until too late. Have the rope more noticeable would make fight presumption more rewarding. First time I've ever heard that. Yeah, same. But I, I, I can agree that sometimes you just don't see the, the grapple. They go so fucking fast and zoom zooming. And that might be the point Holy too. Is shit. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then personal thought. Sliding should have physical hitbox. If you slide into something that should push it. I have a few moments where that would. That would I have a few moments where that would have felt cool. Slide kicking rockets or oddball off the map. Yeah, I can see can that. I'm kind of surprised it's not there. Beth, high-tech redneck. I don't really have any glaring issues aside from the lack of ranked list. That is my only big complaint so far, and even though I don't really care about social, it also seems odd that they even carried the bare-bones approach over to that also. Like, how are you going to have one social playlist and just have it be mixed bag? What happened to play how we want? 
I would enjoy some kind of veto or voting system just so I never have to play behemoth ever again. She says, I don't actually hate the progression. It's not perfect, and I do definitely wish there were more ways just than the challenges to earn XP, but I don't mind it taking a while. I'd rather have it take a while than to be able to knock it out in a week or two and have to wait till the next season. Like, as much as I complain it, complain it, much as I can compliment it, sorry, I finished the Splitgate B Battle Pass like a month ago or longer, and the new one doesn't come out until the end of this month. Although I do definitely get the arguments about it taking so long since it does go against what they've said about not wanting to feel like a slog. Well, all that could just be at the moment. I haven't really been focusing on the BP challenges. Like, I'm completing challenges, but I haven't, like, gone to see what challenges I have. I'm just completing them as I go. My main issue is not being able to earn credits as a part of the BP, since that's something uh, every battle pass seems to do. Mm -hmm. But loving the game as a whole. Yes. Josh, would you like to take just Josh's because I need to take a drink and rest my throat for a second? Sure. Josh states, Ranked feels really competitive for once and not at all super unbalanced or anything. BR starts with no radar makes each firefight seem like a genuine fight versus being team shotted because you were spotted on radar. Solo duo being locked to input is a godsend. This is a counter to Dave. Um, Since now I don't have to deal with keyboard and mouse kids when I'm playing with controller. This makes it an even playing field for everyone. BTB is 10 out of 10 amazing per usual. Weapons are all over the maps and you never have to go far without getting back into the fight. Power weapons are in abundance and I love being able to play with them instead of having to fight for one power weapon spawn. Vehicles are fun to use, but the maps feel a little bit crowded at the moment. I wish there was a nice big open map in the style of Blood Gulch or Valhalla to let vehicles run free. Customization is a major step up from previous games, but still has a ways to go before it can compete with Reach's customization. Everything being essentially locked to the battle pass is kind of a bummer. I do wish they gave us some uh, some armors to unlock for free without having to grind out the battle pass, kind of like how you had to do all the Vidmaster achievements for Recon back in the day. Progression needs to be more accessible to the average player. As of right now, the challenge-only progression models caters to players who only play the game 24-7, when it should benefit everyone. Giving us 50 XP per match uh, played and 100 XP per match won would make it easily accessible for someone uh, to hop on the game and level up the pass. And this was stated before they released the progression update to now there is a challenge that refreshes every single time it happens. And that gives you 50 XP for playing a match. Yep. Um, PC performance and optimization feels so much better in terms of where it was during the first and second flight. The PC team over at 343 did an awesome job being able to cater to lower end hardware with how much performance you can save by configuring settings and turning on dynamic resolution. Overall, the, cons- the current state of the game is fun and great to play, but progression definitely needs to be worked on. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, and then we're coming to the last one here. Yep. Do you want to take it or? Sure. Go for it. Go for uh, it. King Abyss. He states, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. A lot of the 4v4 maps are good. Behemoth being the only exception. Overall weapons feel great and kills feel rewarding. Season pass progression isn't there though. I don't want to have to do just do challenges to get the XP. Also wish we had split playlists so I can just play Slayer if I want or play objective game modes. Sort of like how on COD you can choose which modes you play. The game's also missing core uh, things like SWAT or FFA. The training arena is amazing. It allows you to test your different sensitivity as well as play around with uh, different guns. BTB feels too slow, even for a bigger game mode. When it comes to input, as much as I'm not disappointed, but also not surprised, but controller has the advantage over mouse and keyboard, even on PC. Mouse and keyboard feels a little clunky. Now on to ranked. Feels great. Feels competitive for the most part at every level. There's a skill gap, but it isn't too big to where you can't improve. 
I wish that the win-loss was taken into account as well as KD's. So if you win, but you don't do as well, you don't gain as many points. And if you lose, you do really well. You don't lose many points. Having the solo duo playlist is fantastic. Having things like OS and Camo being able to be activated when we, uh, when we want is a huge step in the right direction. And I can't wait to see how it plays out in the HCS. The thruster and repulsor icons need to be looked at as they are smaller and can throw you off when you are expecting one, but have the other instead. I wish theater mode also showed the stats of the game for when you're looking for a particular game and behemoth needs to be removed. Oh, okay. Um, Will, those are what we oh, have from the Discord community. Yeah. What are your thoughts? The game has been out for a, real, a week and a half. The multiplayer has been out for a week and a half at this point in time by the time we're recording this. Yeah. You have played a lot more than I have. Yeah. Um. So what are your thoughts before I get to ranting? Okay. I'm going to just start. I didn't write down my thoughts. I didn't have time today. You're okay. Um, it's off so the cuff. this might be a little all over the place, but I'm just going to go through what's in my head. Do it. I loved ranked. I don't like how you progress in ranked. Um, there are games where like the, the win loss does need to be taken into effect. Um, there are people that are onyx that, they they're they're good solo players that are they're they're great solo but as a teamwork option no like it just doesn't doesn't equate to onyx um in my in my mind i'm just i'm just saying no i i agree completely the fact that um, it's performance based is fucking stupid yes and it, it creates like i've had people like well i'm gonna get mine and not work with the team and yes it helps to a certain extent but not always in objective modes or you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. sure. You're getting, you're getting a kill off the rip in, in, in oddball, but the teams be on streets and you're, you're chilling on the other side of the map waiting for them to rotate into you, which it's great if you can get one and stay alive, but that's usually not the case. Yep. Anyway. So Jamar. I think the progression needs to, or the, the, the ranking system needs to change a little bit. Um, I agree. Otherwise, I feel like everything feels good and ranked. While I'm not a fan of Behemoth, I've been I've been okay with it, I guess. It's it gives you the classic open sightline halo, right? Yeah. Um looking at players that don't hold strongholds, yes, let's just run in a circle and hope that Or hold the ball or grab the flag. Or do anything yeah, objective-based at all. Now, there have been times where... It's not every game, obviously, but... There, there have also been times where you have teammates that dive bomb a stronghold or the ball without getting any slays, and then they just get picked off. That's yep. another situation. You do need to get slays to be able to gain map position. They're not playing as a team. Yes. Anyway, um, Behemoth, I guess let's just talk about it. I'm not a fan in social. I don't like the vehicles on it, but it does give you that classic halo feel a little bit, which I think they're trying to find the balance of. You can't have everything closed off in a, in a room. People like that old style open halo. 100%. Behemoth does give that. So I'm fine with it being in social, even though it's not to my liking to have it in ranked and CTF where 
realistically, it feels like a flag run is lucky. It's scrappy. Oh, it's, it's not incredibly scrappy because it's so open. It's so open and it's not calculated where like there's just too many open sight lines for yes. it. And to have two snipers on that map. Yep. And maybe that's it. Maybe take away the long range. Make people have to push those big open areas. Just say you already have BRs to start. Yeah, that's your long range and competitive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Behemoth is just not working for me in competitive. Nope. Um, otherwise, everything else I'm fine with. I love the changes to oddball and strongholds with the scoring. Yes. Much better competitive integrity. We talk about it all the time with those because it, it, it creates those last-minute dive bomb plays that might work like Pistola. Um, you always have an opportunity to win, no yeah. matter the state that you're in at that point in time in the game. You always have the opportunity to win. Um, Casual. I don't hop into it often because I'm not a fan of the AR and the pistol starts. I've heard people are just having terrible fucking times in social. But maybe I'll hop in to like, oh, I just need to warm up my shot a little bit. And I'll do that with the pistol over the AR, but you need to use the AR too. Right. Um, BTB. I've heard arguments on both sides. The maps are too closed off for BTB. They're... But it, but then I have other people saying it's great that they're closed off because then vehicles aren't dominant, right? Like if you, you sometimes if you did not get in a vehicle in a BTB map, you are screwed. Yep. And the the trees, the foliage, the coverage, it makes for a more dynamic BTB, in my yes. opinion. Yep. People are saying it feels too slow. I think it's almost too fast nowadays. There there isn't like if it's flag, you know, rockets are top mid. That whole squad had to fight for those rockets. It was tough. Yes. Um, it, it, the BTB maps I've gone in or gone into, it seems like one team really knows what to do and the other team doesn't. Like that uh, that data thing. It's like one team's getting fifteen in and it's over. Like it's never like one one two two. Stockpile needs a lot of work. Yep. Um, same with total control. It seems to be the same for me. I'm either on a dominant team or one that maybe gets one set. Okay. It's never been like close. Okay. So I don't know if those, those modes just need a little bit of tuning or something or just, you know, BTB is kind of a crapshoot If you're not queuing with other people, yep. you don't know who you're playing with. Um, but BTB I think is working as intended other than the objective modes. Yes. Uh, what else do we got? Fiesta was introduced two days ago. Yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. With the Tenrai event, the fracture. As much as I've hated Fiesta, it taught me something. I have never valued my life as much as I have as a, uh, starting yesterday. Oh, yeah. You don't want to run in anymore. My, no, this This helped me not only in Fiesta, but casual whatever because my i i'm be honest with you guys i was i've been sick and i did not feel good yesterday until i slept like most of the day right i when you text me is like when i woke up that day yep not covid by the way no i'm good i i had the test just want to state that yeah just stupid otherwise he wouldn't be here right obviously um but i i called off the show because i like i was literally I was like zombie mode when I woke up. Yeah. 
And then you started talking to me about the new event. I'm like, yep, I got to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then I got some food in me. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can play. Fuck I just yeah. got to see what it is. Yeah. I did not stop playing yesterday until all my weekly challenges were done. And my last one was to get five killing sprees in Fiesta. Not all at once, but five sprees. Right. For, my the, ten, play, for the Tenrai event. For the Tenrai event. My play style has always been shotgun, melee, in their face, go get there, disrupt. I played like a fucking rat that I hate yesterday and it had to value my life. But then all of a sudden I was going like 16 and five. And I'm like, this this is how you play. This is how you, this This is how you do it. This is how you do it. Yep. So yeah. Um, I hated that, that challenge, but if you do have 12 hours to play in a day, you can get all your weekly challenges done. But that seems impo- that's impossible for some people. 12 hours for all weekly challenges, not going to happen. Yep. Um, so. <laughs> fucking challenges. Go moving on to progression and challenges. This is where. Jo- we'll, we'll, oh. It's where a lot of the contention is. A lot of the contention in the game. And yes. progression, yeah. Now, the Tenrai event. Yes. You're only able to get seven challenges a week. Yep. Over six weeks. So there's plenty of challenges to go. I thought it was over three weeks, and my mind was freaking out because that doesn't equal the 30. Nope. But you can do seven a week. Yep. The event will go away. The event will go away, and it will come back. It will come back. It is not seven weeks straight. Nope. It is split amongst the entire season, which runs till May. Yeah, which is odd to me. It's it's, it's a very odd choice. Fucking stupid. And I'll get to it. But it's it's a way for them to get people to come back. That's that's it. That's um, that's it. Yes, <laughs> I agree with what what Dave said. The reason I wanted to bring up my capstone challenges it was because it was for an armor coating. I was like, oh, that's gonna be sick to rock an armor coating that I got from this fracture event that maybe not a lot of people are going to work for in the first week. Sure. It's only available on my Mark seven armor. Of course it is. Which I am rocking the heroes of reach armor set. Yep. And I'm not able to apply it. And I was like, I did all that work for not being able to use what I wanted it. Yep. And how funny is it that you can't even put it on your, your armor set, which is yeah. what the fucking event is for. So how fucking funny is that? So, now again, it's your capstone, so it's not meant to be for the event. Yes, but the fact that you can't. Go ahead. And I was, you know, I was trying to so customization. Well, yeah, not being able to put certain things on other things. Yes, I get that. Halo doesn't want you to have a Frankenstein-looking Spartan because reach levels of customization. They did say that, but and they're, they're we don't want to we don't want to take you away from making your Spartan uniquely you. I think it was a line. Was a yeah, not worth. But, but there word, might but. be you have to look at it in development that maybe there was an issue putting some of these armor sets together where like the head would sink into the chest or the chest would be too bulky for this or that, and then that creates hitbox issues in game. Now I would rather have an armor set I can hit versus just dumping. Uh, Shots in the chest that I'm not able to hit the head. We don't know that on the development side, but 
What about all the MCC season armors for Halo 3? It should have been fixed. I, I'm, I'm curious if there is, because with the armor cores, there has to be some sort of base that it all fits around. And I feel you like, would think. I feel like that with these with, with the separate cores they have in Halo, because the, the Yora one, he's a chonkier boy. He's a chonky, yep. He's so the armor wraps, it fits different. You can't put right. that set on someone else and it fits the same. But they're scale. You're right. You should be able to scale. But not only that. The Halo Reach ones, right? Mm-hmm. So you, throughout the Battle Pass, the Heroes of Reach Battle Pass, you get, um, again, you get kits for each main character within Reach's campaign. Yeah. Some are bigger than others. They're not all the same size. Sure. So, like, that's that's another that's, point. That's an argument. Yeah. But then a full kit. Oh, that's another contention point. You're not able to customize anything on it. At all. So... When it's a full kit, they're able to just place that in, and that's your guy. Yep, that's your guy. So it doesn't have to have, like, the, the armor piece the, or the shoulder piece fit with the, the forearms or right. vice versa. Yep. It's their but, way of getting around it, but it's so fucking stupid. Um, Brian says, oh, damn, you guys weren't telling me <laughs> you said it was going to be a long one. Yeah. yeah and, yep. yep. Rants are coming, too. So, yes, customization I'm at the point where like I don't think they can change it. I think we have what we have. I could maybe see unlocking the 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 uh, colors, yeah, because that should be a thing. I'm 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 frustrated. And then like the the weapon colors too. Like there's only like a you know certain colors go with certain 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 weapons. Certain weapons, mm-hmm. so you can't apply. Like they're you, not unlocked for all of them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I know people are getting behind the monetization thing where like the, the URI armor, there's certain armors that are monetized in the store and that they're saying that shouldn't be a thing. So just want to hit this point real quick within the event pass for the, uh, for the Tenrai event. Yep. There is literally one permutation of armor in the pass. Yep. One. Go ahead. Here's one. So you can buy, other ones in store. There is one this week. There's presumably going to be probably other ones during the other, other ones weeks. during the other weeks and they're 20 bucks a piece. I'm just going to go back to like, yes, customization is cool, but if you don't need it, you don't need it. Right. And, I, and it does feel shitty to say, and they are a free-to-play game that has to make money. This is this is this was I think going to happen no matter what. We we knew there was going to be skins, weapon packs, whatever that was going to be behind a paywall. Um, yeah. Brian oh. says this is the kind of system where I just run default armor from start to finish, and I'm never spending penny on cosmetics. That's fine. You have every right to not spend money. Yep. Um, what else? And then progression, kind of the, what we've been kind of hinting at behind this. Yep. It sucks that challenges are the only way to really progress. It is literally the only way to progress. Um, yeah, like like the 12 hours I played yesterday, I don't think I got 12 levels out of it. Nope. Um, it is a slow grind, but... To be fair, it is a long season. Five months? Six months? What if it wasn't? What if it was the three months that it was directly intended to be? 
What's your thought process then? I don't know. And I know that passes don't expire. They don't. And that's, that's the thing though. They don't want it to be, and that's, that's their, they don't want it to be a grind, right? Everyone's taking the challenges are a grind, but the grind is that you don't have to get it all done right away. But then if they just keep releasing pass after pass after pass, you're just going to be so far behind, like an MCC for fucking. Ins- I mean, how many tiers do we need to get? And that I know MCC is a different but I, I, thing, but that's, I don't play MCC. I know so I'm never going to get those passes. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's look at. Dave says, "I just want." ODST Hell Jumper, or I will riot. Do you still not have it in five? Jamar says, I said the other day there is no motivation to casually grind armors. You have oh, nothing to grind for besides what's in the past, maybe. Yeah. Um, and you look at shiny armors you can never earn, you have to buy, or you have the shitty polished armor or the shiny polished armor. Any other thoughts? It's free to play. Yep, it is. You don't have to buy shit. You don't have to buy shit to play the game. Company's got to make a game. I mean, the company is a... Uh, it's another <laughs> rant for another day. Um, the company's a multi-billion dollar company. But I get it. I, I Like I said, I completely understand. It is 100% free to play. Um, Play every map, every mode. You're going to rant for a while, so I'm just going to let you go. I might even walk out of the room. I'm not going to lie. It's okay. If you do. Um, go for it. It'll be me and the audience. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first, let's let's get with the good stuff. So, general, uh, core gameplay is fucking solid. It is absolutely solid. Communication for 343 has been fantastic thus far, and I only hope it continues throughout the lifespan of the game and not just when it's the hot new thing to play. It's a big thing I want to get across. I don't want this to be a situation where 343 is listening. They're taking consider they're taking the feedback into consideration. They're iterating upon things as soon as they possibly are able to, considering this is hot off the presses and everyone's paying attention to it. I want to give it a year. I want to give it two years in this 10-year plan to see if they're still paying attention. They're still making changes and they're still trying to remain relevant in the space, if you will. Honestly, I was hoping for more maps. This is keeping in mind the announcement that this beta, in fucking air quotes, includes all launch maps and modes. They've said it multiple times. It includes all launch maps and modes. Apparently fucking not, considering they have Fiesta as a timed exclusive mode in the fucking event. But there's that. Yeah, I was hoping for more maps. Um... The UI still needs some work on allowing fewer button presses in order to get to where you want to go. Examples include, uh, as Silos has mentioned multiple times, muting a player and or team within multiplayer. It takes for fucking ever when before it was like two button presses. Navigating the menus pre-match is a goddamn nightmare. Hell, even during the match is a fucking nightmare. And then being able to equip an item immediately once unlocked. 
kind of a nitpick of mine where if you unlock something in the battle pass, like a new AI or whatever, you're not immediately able to equip it right away. Um, you have to go into the customization screen, go to body and AI, click on AI, and then select it within the list. I wish you should just be able to have a toggleable option within the unlock screen to be like, hey, or if you purchase something from the store, I want to equip it right away. That's not there. I think that's odd. This is really fucking stupid that this isn't a thing. And again, I'm not, I just want to preface all the stuff that I'm about to rant about or talk about or whatever the hell. I'm not here to shit on developers. They ha- they all have lives outside of the game. They've all worked incredibly difficult during this incredibly difficult time of the pandemic in order to make something that really at its core is really fucking enjoyable to play. But these are my grievances. Matches, over, oh, I'll say match history is unable to be viewed on both the Waypoint website and the app. That's fucking bonkers to me. Another reason why I want to give a major shout out to Halo Data High for providing a website with detailed stats where 343 have yet to add that information to their own fucking website. Guys, the new Waypoint app and website have been released. They're out. The update, the updated refresh and everything, it's out. The game's multiplayer has released. Take that fucking beta moniker away. Okay? All launch maps and modes. It's not a fucking beta. You don't have match history on your own website or application. It'll probably come later, but like, what? I will say matches overall have been consistent on connectivity being solid for me, at least. For me, at least, I know that a lot of people have been having disconnect issues, but for me personally, I can't report on that because I haven't experienced that. Um, I have witnessed instances of player disconnects, but not nearly as often as what is being reported on Twitter and Reddit. Now, a few really good things on my, on, on what I want to talk here. Um, every weapon and piece of equipment truly feels as though they have a role to fit within the sandbox and map they are located on. They feel phenomenal and they sound phenomenal. And I fucking love the menu music. I adore it. I think it's incredible. I just get immersed in it when I launch the game. I just sit there and listen to it. It's so damn good. And I love the ping system. Not everybody uses mics these days and reasonably, like reasonably so and understandably so. But the fact that you have a ping system in the game, it just, it's something that has been desperately needed and I'm so glad it's there. And it's not just for a battle royale mentality. It can really work in this space and I really feel it does. Okay. Um, I'll save the worst for last. Let's get into BTB. Oh, also Jamar states, oh, and the waypoint app, the, uh, the armor customizations, you get a nice solid green Spartan model sometimes. Yep. Still buggy. They don't call that a beta. Um, Brian says no griff ball. It's a beta. All launch maps and modes, Brian. Let's get to BTB. Well, I enjoy every arena style map. Fuck off behemoth. Really only fragmentation feels good to me in BTB. 
High Power is easily the most one-sided map I've ever played in a Halo title. And if you joined us in the community playdate last week, you will exactly know why. I personally am a huge fan of the vehicles not being static spawns and instead spawning in different intervals of the match within BTB. Now, where they spawn is a different situation, but the fact that not everybody has access to the big fucking vehicles right at the beginning of the match. Not everybody gets a Wraith. Not everybody gets a Scorpion, whatever it is. I love that. Because then, it, to me, it feels as something doesn't get completely out of control. I will say, though, that Stockpile in BTB needs some drastic updates to not feel like a mode that is snowballing out of control. Those, those uh, fucking nodes, I don't know what you can call them, but the pieces that you use in stockpile, they have physics to them. You can pick them up. You can throw them. You can repulse them. I saw a clip of that on Twitter uh, yesterday or today. It gets out of control very, very quickly. That mode seriously to me needs some work. needs some revision. Um, but like it's, it's a mode where if you're winning, it's the greatest thing in the world. But if you're not winning it, it is not, it's not good. Also, um, another thing about stockpile, when a team captures five, if you if the other team had three or whatever already stockpiled, they don't go away. Yeah, they stay there. That is, uh-uh. Everything should reset 100%. Everything should reset. And then Brian says, I don't know why they're all in a pile. I agree. You should have them split amongst like total control where you have three different points in the map. The the things that you do should be at the halfway point spread across. That's what it should be. If I was to change things, if I was to update things, take away the physics for it. You pick one up, you either carry that shit back or you put it on the razor back or get, or get in a passenger seat of a warthog. That's it. None of this throwing shit. None of this repulsing shit. Treat it like a fucking flag. In my opinion. Now I'm in the polar opposite of will here. I think total control in BTB is a godsend of a new mode that prevents players from holding dominant positions on a map as the points rotate after every three captures. I love that aspect. The thing that I don't like about a CTF, go ahead. No, no, I agree with that aspect. Um, I just felt like I've never been in games where the teams have been balanced. It's been one-sided with teams. Yes, we are slaying them out or we're just getting shit on. Like it's never been... Like my team has had a balance. Like the the mode itself, in my opinion, is balanced. It's just the teams I've been on. Teams don't don't feel fair. In yeah, that it's regard. like some, sometimes you're on, uh, you know, some uh, some some no name team going up against Sentinels in BTB, and you just get destroyed. Right, you know right, hundred percent. Right, <laughs> um, but no, I love I love total control as a mode. I I'm so happy that they did. It, like the oddball changes, like the strongholds changes. They they did a mode specifically tailored to BTB that works for how big the maps are and makes it so you have to move. You can't stay stagnant in one yeah. place. I love that. Um, Jamar states, the rotating placements could use some work. Sometimes feel it's favored on one side. I can see that. I can definitely see yeah, that. Yeah, sometimes I have had like, you know, A and B are close on my C side and then C is on their side of the map. Right. So they do, they have to push past the midway point. Yep. And yeah, the, I, I, I see that the game that we had or the games that we had on high power. I ranted about this a little earlier. Uh, the, the vehicles would only spawn on the enemy's side. Like, so 
the vehicles would would drop be a pelican like on the B site if we're playing mm-hmm. uh if we're playing total control and B is obviously the middle of the map, right? But the vehicles would spawn on their side. Maybe that's part of the total control that's not being taken into account here. Flip the spawns, get the slays. Right? Like <sighs> you should know maybe maybe you get the two points on your side and the vehicle spawn on the other side. Maybe we're not noticing that. Uh, uh well, the problem I know that's was be hard in a BTV. Well, the problem was is that ni- none of us were consistently holding two capture points. Yeah. So and it they always spawned on their side. It was so fucking weird. Hmm. Nothing would spawn on ours. They'd get every wasp. They got the tank at the very end. Yeah. They got everything. I've experienced that. So. Um. So again, things just. I don't like high power at all. I think that map is fucking ass. Uh. I don't even remember which one that is. It, it's very vertical. It's also. It's it's just not it. It's just not it. Because... Is it like two vertical bases with the low point in the middle? Yeah. I played it once. I hated it. Yep. <laughs> now, the another reason why I dislike it so much is because... And another reason why I love fragmentation so much mm-hmm. is... This is get, this gets back to my point of the BR in, in part of me wanting it to be the starting weapon in BTB, part of me not caring. The part of me that doesn't care is because of fragmentation. We played during the alpha or yeah. like the, the technical test. And when we, when I played at launch, I always felt as though there was a weapon nearby that would be viable in the situation that I was in. High power doesn't at no, all. That's true. There, I can agree. There aren't many rifles on that map at all. And when you have, when you have a map with such huge lines of sight, huge vertical aspects, like if, if the enemy team has a rifle and they're in a top position, you're fucked. You're not going anywhere. And that's, that was the major problem with that map. You never felt like you would have a good foothold and rifles don't spawn nearly as much, nearly as much as they should. That is an instance where I really wish BRs would be the starting weapon because at least then I'd be viable in any type of fight on that map. But with fragmentation, there's so much foliage that we talked about earlier that the lines of sight aren't too big where there's always weapons available. You can do something. Sure. Um, yeah, that's, that's that. And then, oh, and like I say, this is exactly what I said. I literally typed this out. Well, fragmentation feels good from a weapon sandbox point of view. The other BTB maps need some revisions in terms of the weapons that are available on the maps. Until this happens, yes, BR starts would be awesome. Um, I haven't talked about progression yet. I'm, sk- I'm skipping ahead oh, because I'm going to stop okay, on that. Okay. So ranked, I want to talk about this. Behemoth, so this goes about the vehicle shit. So Behemoth, while being in ranked, does not have vehicles, which is the main point of the map being in 4v4 was with the vehicles. So remove it from ranked, please. That's the contention because, it's, I mean, it's not an HCS and it's still in the ranked playlist. Just take so. it out. I agree. Just take it out. Everybody doesn't like it. And there are probably people that do, but the vocal, at least to me, majority don't like it. Um, the oddball changes are some of the best updates I have ever seen made to a Halo game mode. Making it round-based, needing two rounds to win, five-minute round timers with pause countdown in the event a player has the ball in possession. I fucking love this. And you know, I said I wanted a round-based mode, and this does kind of satisfy that a little bit oh, more Oh, it feels now. so good. Um, now, we'll talk about something else later too, but uh, the strongholds changes are also fantastic to see with the introduction of a stalling a stronghold from accumulating points when in contention. Love it. Gets back to my point of saying that you always feel like you're capable of winning a match. 
regardless of the state that you're in. There's always the opportunity. Uh, Brian says, oddball, it's actually fun. Never thought I would see the day. Yup. It genuinely feels awesome. Um, the CTF overtime changes. I actually am an overall fan of, I like the idea of an equal footing winner take all situation. Um, I have one thing to say on that. Yes. Is the, okay. So there's overtime now, but there's also like extended time, right? If your flags pulled or you pulled the enemy flag and you're running it and the timer's out, it doesn't just end. You still get to try to run that flag. However, there's not a consistent enough, like amount of time you get to be away from the flag. Sometimes you drop it and it just ends instantly. Other times like five seconds. Sometimes you get seconds. Sometimes you get whatever. It's inconsistent. Sure. So I just need some clarification. It might be because there might, there might be a separate, like, because there's like a little ring around your flag. Yes. Maybe that rings a little larger. And if someone steps out of that and there's no one in the area, it ends it because it thinks no one's close to get the flag. Or maybe it like shrinks as time continues when you're not close to the flag. Yeah, I just like another indicator. Yeah. I haven't noticed it. Something mm-hmm. like that, but it, it, it does. I was saying like, it'd be cool if that was a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. So, um, cause we had a, we had a game where we were making a flag run and late game. I was running it. One teammate pushed ahead to clear. Okay. I had another teammate with me. Um, I got, we, we got naded. So both of us got weak. I dropped the flag. We turn around to flight fight. Um, I think we maybe even traded out or it was like they got, cause we got hit with the nade. They got both of us. We got one of them. Uh-huh. Our other player was coming back to the flag. And as he turned around and made one step, it was like over. It was like, no, he's still in position to fight there. He had right. high ground on the enemy player. That flag run was still viable for us. And there was just no like, What's, you know, like how, why did it just end? We were juggling. We dropped the flag before there was, you know, tossing around and it didn't end. And now that this happened, it just ends. Like, is there a timer? What's, what's happening? So say, it feels like at the end of a CTF game, there's a lot of inconsistency about what the fuck is actually happening. Yeah. Like when the timer runs out, what happens at that point? Are we going to a sudden death if it's tied? Do we have overtime if the flag is pulled? How long is that overtime going to be? Yeah. So on and so forth. So I mean, I would actually be, if, even if a flag run is going, and it's like, nope, the timer's the timer. You're in overtime now, e- equal footing. I'd be fine with that. Sure. No matter what was happening, because then as, you know. As long as it's consistent. Yeah. Yeah. But just not knowing like, oh, can I throw the flag and have my enemy fight or my teammate fight an enemy right. for it? Or is he going to be too far out of range where it considers it not a run? Right. You know, like that's oh, weird agree. to me. I agree. So um, I just, I want clarification. For those who want uh, uh, like f- first hand look at how the sudden death overtime rules work for CTF that did happen in that grand final series between optic gaming and cloud nine where cloud nine just fucking ran with it. <laughs> a and got tw- it immediately. A minute 20. Yeah. They yeah. just booked it, went mid with it, got it, bada bing, bada boom. But if you want to see that take place, literally everyone's like when the countdown's over and overtime's done, if the game is tied one, one, two, two, whatever, three, three, four, four, because some, sometimes it goes to five caps. Um, you will enter a sudden death overtime where next flag cap wins and it completely respawns everybody. It's like a brand new round. Yeah. Everybody starts at their spawn, power weapons come up, uh, power equipment comes up, equipment comes up, whatever it is. It's a brand, it's like you start the map all over again, but the first cap wins. And sorry to keep pushing this, but that that's just beautiful. in the fact, like 
you get a you get a CTF overtime at the end, and it's like, what do you prioritize? Do you prioritize the flag, or do you? Because it's it's a mess to try to go for those power ups, right? If you have to all of a sudden double back or go somewhere you weren't when you you know maybe weren't expecting the time to play out like that. It's, exactly. It old flag was a bit of a mess. I think these are great iterations. I was going to say, you look at Fathom CTF and how many replays we had of that because of how many tie games there were. This gets rid of it. There's no more of that. You have one tie game and then that's it. Now, it depends on how long that overtime goes. Right. If it's a five-minute timer and then if nobody scores, you do it again. I'd rather just be like a indefinite, you you go until somebody fucking scores a flag. That might be the the beautiful part of HCS settings is – or tournaments, they might be able to change that to sure. say, no, CTF is unlimited overtime, but it's just first-person score. First-person score. So, I mean, well, bring on the hour-long matches of standoffs. <laughs> At least it's not tied. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, it, I love, I do really love that change. I think would, it's great. Would, just to pull out, pull more, would you rather have a long single game like that, or would you rather have a reset, reset, resets? Oh, longer game. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I, I like the feel of having everybody have a equal footing at the beginning of the sudden death. But, no, you're playing the game at that point. Yeah. You go. Yep. I don't want this to continually happen. Fuck I that. Agree. You get one chance at a full race start. Go. Um, and the last point I want to make about ranking is that the ranking system is very fucking odd with the emphasis on performance rather than teamwork, especially for a team-based game and mode. Um, I think that drastically needs to be changed. Um. Because like Will was talking about, it's not not everything is reflected on the scoreboard. Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm the type of player that throws my body in to try to like I would I, I feel like I'm the guy that goes in, gets players weak for you guys to clean up. Sure. And sometimes I sacrifice myself to do that. Sure. Sometimes I just suck. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's not reflected. I mean assists, but it's not completely reflected on a like a, a, a kill would change that KD a lot more than assist will. Absolutely. So uh, Jamar states also it doesn't change momentum for the other team. Endurance is what matters in the overtime. Absolutely, yeah. that's that's another reason why the change just feels so good. Now we haven't we haven't seen anything go on forever because I mean they typically don't. But the fact that you do have that fresh restart, you can you can strategize with your team once more for a very split amount of time, and I I just love I love that idea. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let me just make sure there's nothing else. Okay, there isn't. Get- We're coming up on three hours, man. This might be longest show ever. No, didn't we have a... F- no, the longest one was uh, HCS 2018... Wait, HCS 20... HWC 2017? Which was three and a half. That was three and a half? I thought that was four. I mean, who, who fucking cares? Rage, make it to four hours, 20 minutes. I tell ya. In 69 seconds. What what episode was that? Do you remember? Was a it long like time 17? ago. That was one of our first, actually, because we that we kicked that off early. I think it was like episode 17. Yeah, it was a long time ago. If I remember that right. Uh, yeah, gonna... you're, you're really good at remembering the, t- the the episode numbers. What a... You really are really uh... good at that. Um. Okay. Well, Will looks that up. I'm going to... I want to first... Rant. Uh, it's okay. I want to first talk about the fracture, and then I want to get into overall thoughts about customization and progression, because that's where the real rants are going to come in. So... Um, the 10 Rye, the fracture event. So one week long event return. Let's give an overview. So one week long event returning five more times throughout the first season. Next time in January, 2022, it's a 30 tier free battle pass. You cannot purchase tiers with real money. 
You can only progress the event pass with event challenges. Event challenges are weekly and are not a separate progression path. Instead, they loop in with your other weekly challenges. So if you have four weekly challenges to do and you have event challenges in your upcoming challenges pool, you will need to complete your other weekly challenges before being able to get access to your event challenges. From HaloWaypoint.com, they state, completing an event challenge will unlock an event pass tier reward. And by completing event each event challenge, you will progress through the event pass. Once you've completed all available event challenges in a given week, you will progress as far as possible until the next event. Here are what the actual unlocks are. A backdrop, shoulder pads, twice. One for each side. Yep. Nameplate, emblems, an AR weapon coding, a BR weapon coding, a sidekick weapon coding, a helmet attachment, a utility, and 20 other tiers, including double XP and challenge swaps. Literally a third of the free battle pass are actual things, rewards, if you will. And also, I should say, it's not double XP. I apologize. They're uh, XP grants. So they're, they're legitimate XP grants like you get if you purchase the premium battle pass. Limited time game mode, Fiesta. <laughs> Linking a game mode to an event instead of including it in its own playlist when clearly it was ready to be released. Fucking stupid. Linking event challenges to the game mode only, making it so players have to continue to play something they may not want to play in the first place. Fucking stupid. From HaloWaypoint.com. To celebrate the start of this event, we're also going to be gifting all players who'd log in the legendary Fracture Backdrop, which players can equip as part of their Spartan ID. Jump in anytime during this first week of Fracture 10 ride to receive it. In addition to the free event pass, players can earn additional samurai-themed items by completing this week's ultimate challenge. Will, you must have completed the ultimate challenge. What'd you get for it? Do you remember? Uh, Your five killing sprees? Yeah, yeah the, the, the coding that goes on my Mark Seven armor. Wait, real question. Was that coding for the... For that, for that specific challenge, or was that your capstone? Like, do all your weeklies and you get this. Yes, that was do all my weeklies and get this. Okay, so according to this, um, if you complete this week's ultimate challenge, you get samurai. You can you get additional samurai themed items. Did you get any additional samurai themed items? I guess I didn't check because I didn't know inside the game. Cool, <laughs> and also. The Halo Infinite shop will also feature limited time premium samurai themed cosmetics. Let me get this point across one more time. The free 
Yes, free. Event Battle Pass includes one armor permutation for the Yoroi Armor Core. You do not get the Yoroi Armor Core until rank three or four in the pass. I'm pretty sure. Rank five. You don't get it right away. So you can't equip it right away. Uh, 2018. HWC? Post-show was two hours and 54 minutes. We just hit in three, two, one, two fifty-five. Holy shit. On the so recording. This is legitimately our long. This can't be our longest. We've had ones like over three hours. I, I had interviews, right? And stuff. Maybe. Well, I'm, I'm scrolling right now. So just keep going. All right. I'll keep going. We're officially longer than basically most episode of our episodes. 16. I was one off. It was 16. Oh, by you were the close. Way. Yeah. I told you you're so good at that though. Um, Okay. These event challenges. I have a story to tell. <laughs> okay. You ready for this shit? You said you completed all your challenges, Will. Oh, yeah. You played for what, 14 hours? 12 to 12? 12 to 14 hours. 12 to 14 I hours. I need I I was kind of in a daze yesterday, just kind of mindlessly all playing. All good, but you you did it. You got through them. Yeah. So when the event launched, I had two event weeklies to complete. Mm-hmm. Two. Guys, remember what I said earlier that if you have four weekly challenges to do and you have event challenges in your upcoming challenges pool, you will need to complete one, two, all of them in order to get the event challenge to do. That's literally me right now. I completed two event challenges because I got them right away and I have more in my pool but I have to complete these other weeklies first. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. <laughs> so my, my initial impression was that these extra battle passes would just use the same progression as the, the battle pass. And nope. you, sh- you should be able to apply to nope. either or, right? Nope. Yeah. Frustrating. Nope. It's fucking stupid. Let's get into overall progression. It still needs a major overhaul, although, although the initial patch is a step in the right direction. Only having the battle pass be the only reward track is disappointing, especially when half the fucking rewards are challenge swaps and double XP boosts. Literally half of them, or in the case of the event pass, two fucking thirds of them. (laughs) That's mind boggling. It's guys, it's two thirds of the fucking event pass. And the only way to progress it is through event challenges, which may or may not be in your pool of challenges that you have to get to by completing other weeklies by doing things you may not want to fucking do. While I, now I brought this, sorry, I just touched you. I brought this up to you earlier. Will. while I understand that this first season is running until May, What if it wasn't the case? What if this first season was still only three months as originally intended and you still had this progression system in place? The philosophy around being able to complete everything at your own pace would be drastically hindered due to the time constraint before another battle pass releases. And yes, I understand that the battle passes never expire. 
I don't want to shit on this individual that I'm about to name drop because that's not the intention of what I'm going to say. But a user on Twitter by the name of JP Dunks4 put out a counter argument and he stated, Fortnite's economy has been adjusted and tweaked season by season. Early seasons had no free events. Everything was locked behind paywalls. Apex first seasons were atrocious as well. Halo was trying new things and will adjust too. Player engagement is what will drive it. JP Dunks 4, let me tell you, I adore the optimism and the enthusiasm that things will change. Because frankly, they have to. But I'm going to say this as a counter argument to you. And again, this is by no means an attempt to shit on your opinion. Halo as a franchise is a multi-million dollar franchise. Fortnite and Apex Legends were trying something brand new for the first time. Fortnite with their battle royale and Apex with their battle royale, right? Microsoft is a multi-billion dollar franchise. A business. Business. Why the fuck have we not figured this out yet? Fortnite has been doing seasons for how long now? Apex has been doing seasons for how long now? Call of Duty and Warzone have been doing seasons for how long now? Call of Duty Mobile has been doing seasons for how long now? Player Unknown's Battlegrounds has been doing seasons for how long now? I'm not going to be naive in saying what I'm about to say, but part of me feels as though this is all intentional. I've seen comments online about this as well, that Microsoft and 343 are very knowledgeable, very smart. They're very smart businesses. The point of a free-to-play model, the part of a the point of a business is to make money. Right? Everybody knows that. Don't be naive. The whole point of a business is to make money. So, part of me truly believes. Did you find one longer? Yep. What is it? I'll just run through what I got here. So doing some research All right. on our shows. Rant here's, paused. Here's some times for you. Here we go. I'm going to leave the longest one out. Oh, okay. Until the end. Okay. Episode 16. HWC 2018 post show, two hours and 54 minutes. It was a long one. Went through every single fucking series. And stat. It was stupid, <laughs> but we did it. <laughs> Never again. Hindsight. Never again. Episode 139. Pro talk to pro play. Uh, two hours and 56 minutes. Right there. Mm. That was really close. Episode 194. Taking flight, the first infinite flight. Ooh, we did talk a lot about that. 256. Very close again. Wow. 199, endless debate. Oh, yeah. 253. These are all really close to one another. Holy shit. But, how long? But. How long? And put it in chat. I'm going to give you guys a minute. How long was our longest episode Episode 43. What was the name of it? I want to see what we get. What was the name of the episode? No, you got to guess. That wasn't the PBL episode, was it? It was not PBL. Okay. I'll give you that. Um, 
That's 36. I swear to God, I thought we had an episode that was close to four hours. Jamar says 3.5 hours. I was going to guess that, but part of me really thinks we hit an episode close to four hours. I could be complete. I'm probably wrong. Leaving the chat. I wish oh, I should have done. Do I have mod view still? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say closest without going over. Um, Where is it? 3.25. Three hours and 15 minutes. That's okay. what I'm going to say. If we're doing prices right, Jamar, fuck you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. But if Maddie's still here, fuck you, Maddie. All right. Even though I bought your merch. All right. No one's commenting in chat other than Jamar. It's okay. What is it? Episode 43, The West Clutch. Oh, price interview. Price interview. How long was that? Three hours. 41 minutes. Holy shit. That was close to four hours. 19 seconds. Wow. Clutch. Clutch. Man. Damn. Clutch taking home top honors from our show. Almost four (laughs) hours fucking long. So that's, that's quite... A time span of 2.56, and now this one going over three hours being the next longest episode. That's crazy. Next to Clutch. That's very close. That's Man. crazy. That was a long if episode. you're new, please go watch that interview. That was a great interview with Clutch. It was. Go watch them all. It's one of our, like, first. It was our second. Yeah. I think our first was with Onset, and our Onset. second was Clutch. Yep. Yep. There you go. Third was San. Palshi was in there, Paul too. Shee, yep. Early, I don't remember when Paul she was. Go but. listen to them all, even the one of the person who shall not be named. Um, because frankly, I thought it was still good. It was a good chat, but yeah, it was a good chat. Take everything in that interview with a grain of salt. Absolutely, do that. All right, back to the rant. Yes, thank no. you. Thank you. You're, we're now back to our regularly <laughs> scheduled Josh rant. As I was saying, Microsoft and three four three are full of very smart individual business people. Okay. The point of a business is to make money. Part of me heavily thinks that this was all intentional to just see how much money they could possibly make based off of how the store currently functions and what they can include in the pass and just saying, fuck it and see what people say. Because guys, apparently the game's in beta. The game's in beta. It's not. But according to them, it is. So there's that. It's not in fucking beta. I don't care what they say. They're try- their apparent justification for this is just absolutely out of this world. It's not a fucking beta. If it was... No, it's not. All launch game... All, la- all launch maps and modes and weapons and equipment is included in this quote-unquote beta. The game, it's it. The progression system absolutely blows my fucking mind. It absolutely blows my mind. It needs to be. Uh, Jamar states, I had the thought of how much money can we can uh, can we make back before we lower prices. Yep, I'm telling you, they're smart business people. The point of a business is to make money. I don't think they're. I don't think that people at three four three are, are inherently like mean i don't think they're trying how do i want to phrase this there wasn't supposed to be malicious intent no but it it definitely feels like there is malicious intent yep because the point of a business is to make money i agree and and you might 
they might be basing it, you know, they, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they had to look at industry standards, standards, right. And that like Fortnite's getting 30 bucks for some skins, 25 bucks. They're like, yeah, 20 bucks. We're, we're a little bit lower, but it still feels like the way it was implemented or maybe you're not getting a top tier Marvel character in Halo. No. Or like Star Wars, you know, it's, a, it, yeah. there's something there that's a, there's a disconnect. There's a huge disconnect. It's fucking stupid. If, if I was just to put a blanket statement over it, it's fucking stupid. The challenge, the straight up challenge system, and this is the worst part too, is that you know, you can tell that this entire progression system was developed based around challenges. They've said it basically. And they've, I think it was sketch that also came out and said that complete system overhauls are going to take a lot of time. Well, guess what motherfuckers? You should have thought of that beforehand. You guys, when it was announced that the only way to progress was going to be through challenges, you saw the amount of backlash that happened. And guess what? I even talked to Will about this. I was 100% in the mindset of let's hear them out. We haven't played the fucking game yet. Remember? We talked about it all the time. We haven't played the game yet. So let's just calm the fuck down, wait until it releases, and fully form an opinion based off that. Well, guess what? The game has released... In a beta, the game's released. You have the same system in place, and it's fucking trash. And like I said, with the silver lining being, you did make a small change to make it so everybody will always get a continuous rotating daily challenge to play one match, get 50 XP. You did that. Kudos to you. It should have never fucking come to this in the first place. This is a disaster. You guys talked about consistently, you guys is in 343. And again, I need to continue fucking saying this. I'm not trying to shun on developers because people are going to think I am, but I'm not. I'm not trying to. You guys said multiple times in your in your Waypoint articles, whatever it may be, that you are you want to reward players and you don't want them to have to grind for shit. That is literally what your challenge system is designed to do. Make you grind things you don't want to do. If you have BTB challenges, but you don't want to play BTB, what are you going to do? Use a challenge swap. How am I going to get a challenge swap? Oh, well, you have to grind the battle pass, which you can only progress through with challenges. Huh? Wait, no, wait. There's another way, Will. I can spend $2 of real money to get them in the store. Is that like per pat, per swap? Yup. I mean, they, there are, they are abundant in the free battle pass. What, what was that? They're abundant in the free battle pass. Huh? Aren't they? Oh, there's a, there's a premium pass to that too. But if only, if only cosmetics were nicely earnable in the free battle pass, but they're not because over half of it is the challenge swaps and is the double XP two thirds of it in the free event pass are that Jamar says you get 66 challenge swaps instead. Motherfuckers dude. And then the best part is you don't even get to pick what challenges, like what challenge you get for the swap. It's picked randomly from a pool. And they've said that. 
they've already said that they've already come out with that information, but you don't get to pick. No. So if you get one where, if you have one where you need to get five scorpion kills in BTB, because BTB is the only mode that the scorpion comes in on. And it's a very random spawn and it doesn't spawn until the end of the match when you may or may not be already losing and you may not be able to get the scorpion. Only one comes in. We'll just use a challenge swap. Oh, but I just got one that I need to get five Wraith kills. Huh? What am I going to do there? I did use myself to finish my past six challenge swaps yesterday. For the week, just for the week. Yep. Progression's a fucking joke. There's been countless, countless suggestions online. And so if I was to put a suggestion, I'm just going to take from everybody else. Use the challenge system as supplemental to a base to a base XP progression system per match and based off performance as well. When so you complete I, a match. I'm just going to bring up this point though. Every other battle pass with challenges, you literally cannot complete the battle pass unless you do the full challenges every week. Like you're talking like all of uh, Valorant, Valorant, um, yeah, Valorant, Fortnite, whatever. You're probably not going to finish that pass unless you focus on those challenges. It's not much different. Well, so the counter argument to that is that every other type of game that has this battle pass system, I think every single one of them has a traditional XP path by playing the fucking game. Sure. So then you get to level 20 instead of 100, but you still need the pass. You still need the, the challenges. I mean, with Call of Duty, you don't have to do challenges. With Fortnite, you don't either. They're supplemental. They give you a, an additional boost, which can definitely be helpful to get you over a hump if you're in a hump, but they're not required. Valorant notwithstanding, because Valorant, I agree. Like, that mm -hmm. feels as though they are required to do. Yep. Valorant, to me, is also a completely different thing because Valorant, how many modes are in Valorant? Competitive, basically a quick play or casual. A couple others that rotate. What are the challenges based off of? Damage, kills, using abilities, ultimates. See, the only thing that you're restricted to technically is the hero that you choose and the weapon that you buy. Not the mode that you play. Sure. Valorant, to me, does things better with their challenge system than Infinite does right now. And that can be updated. That can be changed. The fact to me, the, the fact to me, the point that I'm trying to make is that as others have continually stated, progression feels too fucking slow. And I get, I get that the season goes till May. You have a lot of time, a lot of time, and anybody should be able to complete their stuff to get to level 100. You don't even have till May. You have until infinite is done ever. Ten, you have 10 years to complete yes. this battle pass. Yes. But the rewards aren't very worth it because half of them are challenge swaps and double XP. The event pass is a joke. Now they can change, obviously. The fact that the prices for the stuff that you get in the store 
And I think Mia stated this too. Like there's a $10 pack or whatever that gives you a blue coating. Like a lighter blue coating. Uh, something I also didn't realize. Sure. Is click into things in the store because uh-huh. it shows a blue coating, $10. And then you click oh, it's into a bundle. that. It's a bundle. And there's a bundle. Yeah. There's stuff behind it that you never, you don't see the face of the store. You have no idea. No. You just see coating 10 bucks. No way. Yep. They need to, that needs to change. Yes. Agreed. Um, I, I will say like as a silver lining is that the HCS packs being 10 bucks a piece, I think it's justified. That is, yeah, that's a, that's a good price point for those. Yep. Until I get to the customization aspect, but overall, I think the $10 price tag is perfectly fine. You see that across the board. I have no problems with that. And the fact that part of it goes to the team or the organization, part of it goes to, uh, I mean, the, the partners all and all purchases help prize pools and absolutely gung ho about that. The HCS. I think it's great. Um, but yeah, the la- the one thing and the last thing I'm going to say about progression is that the shit is fucking stupid and it needs to be fixed. And it, you've seen countless suggestions online. And in my opinion, the, the challenge system should be supplemental. I think it's great that they added a one challenge that continually refreshes. And you can clearly tell because of that change that they designed the entire system around challenges. You can definitely tell that was the whole intent. And I... I'd be dumbfounded if there weren't internal tests that took place where people looked at this and played with it. And they're they're like, that's fucking dumb. And people are going to be really mad. And others were like, eh, let's get away with it. See if we can get away with who fucking cares. People spend money. I spend money. I'm one of them. I'll own it. You also have to look at they they did something different than the whole industry with non-expiring battle passes. Sure. And there was probably business decisions and calculations made off of that. And this is something different that's never been done before. Now, I'm not sure if you guys ever tried something brand new that you've never done before, but I have never expected anyone to hit it 100%. I mean, they they did do it, though, with MCC. The same thing. But this is, those battle passes, I feel like they're different. How are they different? They're the exact same. They don't have have better unlocks than infinite does. (sighs) They don't have per shoulder piece unlocks. Right. Cause infinite didn't MCC didn't have it. MCC didn't have it. Actually MCC did. (sighs) Whatever. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's just getting too much shit for being a brand new thing. Like, yeah. When it's not a brand new thing. I mean, it's uh, a week old. The the multiplayer, sure, but the battle pass system's not. For this game, the way they're doing it, I mean, no. I think the reason why they're doing it is because it works so well in MCC. They tested it in MCC, realized that it works well and people like it, and it doesn't take things away from players. And so they're like, we're going to do this too, and the game's free to play. Okay. And well, I like that. I, tell, I like that. So, so you're telling me then, like, I hated, I never touched the MCC battle passes because I didn't like going into campaign and getting weekly or season challenges. Sure. So fuck that system because that's not the way I want to play. Fuck MCC. It's horrible. Like, okay. I don't, I, I just don't feel like that's. I right also m- think their progression system needs work. That mindset's, I don't know. 
Yes, the, it needs work, but like the fact I don't that know. a rank up in the past does not give you an unlock point in MCC is stupid. The point that you need to complete seasonal challenges in order to get uh to get more unlock points is stupid. Yes, it needs work too, but I'm saying it's not new. They've done it. Yeah. I am. I think Infinite's battle pass system, Infinite's progression system is even more stingy than MCC's. And at least in MCC's pass passes because there's no, now granted this isn't great because there's no double XP or anything like that unless they do something with a playlist, but every single reward is something that you can use to express yourself in MCC's passes. And in infinites, at least this first one, that's not the case. And I'm not saying it needs to be, but it'd be nice if like with the, with the, uh, I think there should be more earnable armors and whatnot through the free version of the pass. And I'm not saying it needs to be extravagant. It doesn't need to be premium effect worthy shit, but just give them something more instead of just having more than half of your free pass being double XP and challenge swaps. The core gameplay feels so good that you should have ways to incentivize people to keep playing is the gameplay can only take you so far. We've seen that in so many other games, especially live service games. I've said it before, the gameplay is so good. And of course, I still want to play it. The progression system needs work. And then customization. Not being able to mix and match armor coatings, etc. is one of the biggest slaps in the face the community has received thus far, especially when bots can do this in matchmaking. Literally. They can equip coatings on armors that we cannot. And that's fucking stupid. That feels like a slip up somewhere in coding. <laughs> I would hope so, but they haven't said anything. Example is not being able to have a weapon charm and or kill effect applied to a kit weapon coding, AKA the HCS team codings. Now I think we've, we've tested oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, the charms are a little wonky. Like um, the, those go all over the place. Those are a little like whatever they need a weight. Yes. Anchor. Yes. They have too much, too much physics going on with them. Uh, but the fact that in the battle pass, there is a kill effect that you can unlock. Mm -hmm. And I, I love these flame effects. I love them. Yeah. It's like my shit, you know that. And the, the kill effect is when you kill somebody with a weapon that has this equipped, you can equip it to any of the UNSC weapons in the game. Um, when you kill an enemy with the weapon, they like incinerate in flames and like a flaming skull pops up. It's like a brief animation, right? Just looks cool. Kind of cool little flare. Well, if you have a kit weapon equipped, so like if I have the NVBR skin, the NVBR kit, if you have the Cloud9 BR kit, whatever it is, you cannot attach the kill effect to them. It'll default the BR or whatever weapon you're using back to its default skin, and then you can equip it. And then if you have other non-kit codings, you can use those. 
with the kill effect. So for example, I have the, the Adreno, the monster BR. Yeah. And I love that scan. I think it looks great. The black and green. Um, I can use the kill effect with that. So I am right now, but would I be reminiscent to say that I wish I was using the envy skin right now? Yeah, I wish I could, but I can't. And that's fucking stupid. Same thing goes for armor. Same thing. Um, and then another example is not being able to use customization armor, uh, customization items from one armor core onto a different armor core, specifically coatings. Like we talked about, which are literal colors, but Hey, we want you to be able to express yourself via methods that we deem worthy. I think it's one of the most ass backwards things I've ever seen. Just considering that in previous, now I understand that Halo Infinite is a new game, but just taking into consideration that the older Halo titles, MCC included. Those were two different teams though, right? They never had the same team working on Infinite as MCC. I don't believe so but you would imagine they talk to one another. You would imagine, but you never, maybe they remote work from home. Maybe those teams never saw each other. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) either way. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It needs to get changed. And also I think is fucking stupid is, uh, so the event pass, right? Yeah. You have that. There's a really, really cool AR skin in there. Yeah, it's like gold. Yeah, it's like gold and red and fuck. It just looks really cool, right? Mm-hmm. AR only. Yeah, yeah. You don't get it for the sidekick. You don't get it for the BR. Yeah, so much for competitive players. Yep. You only get it for the AR. And then that BR skin not doesn't look half as good, in my opinion. Other people may really enjoy it. That's yeah. awesome for them. But that BR coding, you don't get for the AR. You get it for the sidekick in a separate unlock in that pass. So if I were to, if I were to suggest a change, when you unlock a coding, whether it be a weapon coding or an armor coding, I think that coding for armor should be applicable to any core and that weapon coding be applicable to any weapon. UNSC. If yeah, I was yeah. to suggest a change, that is what I would like to see. I can agree with that. Um, yeah. There is too many doors and windows to look through, <laughs> basically, with these customization items. Yes. So I can agree. Yes. I can agree. Um, I think that's realistically all I have to say on the matter. Blanket statement, core gameplay is incredible. It feels fluid. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. Everybody's worried about sprint. Sprint works fine. Yeah. Equipment's dope. And you know what I'll even say? I'll even say this, Will. I'll raise it up a notch. The banking of OS and camo is not that big of a deal. I no. sit corrected. I've only had... One ish one one game 
where me and another player on my team both had camo at the same time, and that felt OP as fuck. But it was due to a situation where another player picked up camo and hid with it. The whole time. The whole time. And he never moved out of his room. Yep. And then we pushed. That doesn't happen very often. No, and we pushed in as a team and killed him, and then camo came up at the same time, and he like literally just sat there with camo for so long. Just and never, popped out. And never saw anyone, and I, I had camo top mid, and I dropped down. I'm like, I have camo. And Joey's like, I have camo. I'm like, wait. Let's pop our camos. <laughs> I have had one game, and it was only one. Now, granted, I haven't played a lot, okay? Played way more than me. But I had one game where the thing that I said was going to happen OS happened. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Where I was in a gunfight, guy runs around the corner. I know I have the kill because he's weak, and I'm not. I run around the corner. He popped OS. I died. From a, I just from, okay. I just so didn't like that moment. That's I, the one I moment I, I didn't like. <laughs> I don't like it either. I've also done it to people. So sure, and I bet it feels great when you do it to somebody. Yeah, like, ah, but it feels like fucking terrible when it happens to you. But from a like, if you if you're looking at high level ranked play and that happens, someone should technically be like looking over that area to, so you don't have to chase a kill. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Brian outplayed Kappa. No, I, I understand. I was outplayed in that scenario, but in traditional fashion, that wouldn't happen. But it is what it is. And like I said, it so, only happened to me once. Yeah. So my Blaken statement then. Yes. This is still the best core Halo we've ever had at a start from in recent years. Since the early Halo days. Right? Okay, since the early Halo days, sure. I'll give you that. It's been a while, right? It's been a while. So... There still should be a ton of excitement. Yes, the progression system isn't great. They know they're looking at it. You, they have to be after the outrage that there's been. Um, but it's still the best foundation we have to go off of since 4 and 5 and reach. And I still have great optimism for this game. Absolutely. When it comes down to it, we don't need cos- I mean, you don't need cosmetic items to play the game. I know it's fun. I know it's what the industry standard is now. But I can still play with a coding list Spartan and still have a great time. I know that people want something extra to work for and something extra to go towards. For me, that's ranked. And, a, and, a, and my rank in rank is enough for that. Some other people, I know that's not it. They, they want more content, more whatever. And I, I do agree changes need to happen. And hopefully they do for everyone. But I, I still think it's the, the, the best start of a Halo game we've had. Um. I'm not done actually because you just reminded me. So I'm sorry. Uh, I can't get over the fact that they've said all launch ma- maps and modes are available right now. So there's no SWAT. There's no FFA. Fiesta is a limited time mode that'll come back every fucking whatever the weeks are. I feel like that's what we're gonna get with those other ones and too it at this point. Fucking sucks. There's no limit. There's no exclusive Slayer playlist. There's no exclusive objective playlist. There's no exclusive HCS playlist that excludes Behemoth. <laughs> there, there are things, and this is coming from, you came in in five, so you didn't have a lot to experience when these playlists release. Yeah, yeah. But the fact of the matter is, we there is so much core playlists that are missing from what is supposed to be what is launch content for the infinite multiplayer experience? 
from a designer side, I guess, or however developers, whatever you want to look at, a lot of Halo games have had like those playlists die out as the population dwindles. Yep. Is it that they did not expect or know based on previous games if population was going to return? And then if it doesn't, didn't like, you know, you can't just expect your game's going to be a hit. No. So you have, you have your expectations as to where you think it's going to be, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can't expect it to be a smash. Hit. So were those things where they're like, you know, these don't get played a lot, move them to rotational. And maybe now that there is such a big player base, they might, they should, they need to, they should have been doing this from the start in my opinion, but now they need to look at getting those in, in yep. there. Now that there is a big enough player base that have learned and played the core mode for a week and, and onward. There needs to be an announcement after Thanksgiving leading up to launch because we're really close after Thanksgiving, after tomorrow, really. A week, right? Yep, a week. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks well, to launch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, literally today. Like two weeks today, two, right? Two weeks today. Yeah. Um, There needs to be an announcement that we've, we hear everybody, especially considering they're literally going to have FFA events at every HCS major. Yeah, that's... And there's yeah. not an FFA playlist. It's in it's in custom games, but, but custom games it. are broken. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's a whole other fucking issue. And Griffball, like Brian would want, like there's so many core things that are technically missing from what's supposed to be the launch. But like you said, I agree with you. You'd never know. And I, I believe there should be an announcement shortly after Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving weekend, to be like, hey, we hear everybody. Um we we're so we're so excited that you guys are excited about all of this. We hear all the feedback. We appreciate all the feedback. Um, at launch, here's here's additional things we're going to have on December 8th, whether it be FFA, splitting playlists for objective, whatever it may be. Here you go. I truly believe there needs to be an announcement around that front. Progression, people are dying over right now, and there's that. I also think from a playlist perspective, things need to be announced too. Um. There was one other thing that I was going to mention as well. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah. There's a lot of things that need to be worked on. And I don't think this game's a fucking beta regardless of what they say. Um, that's okay. My rants are done. Let's move on to some regular news. Speaking of progression, which we talked about earlier, there's a Halo Infinite progression update. This is by Halo Support. Halo Infinite players can now earn XP by completing match-made games. The Play One Game Daily Challenge is worth 50 XP. Challenge deck is also being updated to better serve players of all skill levels. The Halo Infinite team has also resolved issues with the following challenges, which were causing progress to not be tracked. Heat of the moment, it bears repeating, George will be proud, and Ultra Tech. Additionally, XP boost will now last for an hour rather than 30 minutes. The in-game tooltip may continue to show 30 minutes as it does as their expected duration, but the uh, the boost timer will start from 60 minutes once activated. And again, it's still once activated and not per game. As a result of these changes, all progress on da- active daily and weekly challenges will need to be reset. They've already been reset. You're still playing right now. However, all players who sign in between November 23rd to the 30th will receive this week's ultimate reward the Sigil Mark 7 visor. Will, you want to know what's something funny? Huh. Do you see the post on Reddit? 
No. <laughs> I don't go to Reddit. This was hilarious. Place. This was hilarious. Okay. A guy was so proud of himself. For getting the sigil? Because he completed oh, all, all of, of his weekly challenges and his capstone to get that visor before it was given out for free for mm, everybody. Yeah. And the flies were like, do we tell him? And he replied with, wait, tell me what? Oh, no. And they're like, guys, I don't think he needs to know. He's like, well, no, I'm curious. What is it? And he's, he's like, you get it for free if you just log in during this time. And he's like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you got XP for the battle pass. So there you go, man. That he did. That he did. Um, and then Jerry Hook states, as everyone is getting used to the new progression model, a couple things to keep in mind. We're still, we are still working on more improvements to come. We're watching the hourly rates across the board, which should be a level plus per hour. Continue dropping your solid feedback. Thank you. The Halo Infinite multiplayer content roadmap, this is by Halo, events with free content are an integral part of Halo Infinite's multiplayer season. And with our 20th anniversary event wrapping up on Monday, November 22nd, we wanted to look ahead at what's to come. Draw your blades for Fracture Tenrai arriving next week, and that's just for starters. They have the, so they have the Tenrai event. They have winter contingency, which looks to be like some wintry Santa themed cosmetics that are coming into the fold. That looks fun. Yeah. Cyber showdown. Cyber showdown. Got to get on that. Yep. And tactical ops. SWAT. Tactical ops. Think about it. Cyber I'm showdown. You, I'm telling you, if they do these limited ass time modes, I feel with like these this... limited 30 tier fucking free battle passes with two thirds of it being fucking challenge swaps and shit. I, oh, oh boy. You got to think that these things are planned already. They're probably not oh, going to change. Absolutely them. are planned. Clearly. So, yeah. Yeah. So is that a Mohawk? The it, cyber showdown. I can't tell if it's the graphic in the back or right? if it's the helmet. Or if it's a mohawk helmet. Can, I, just, can I zoom on just the photo? I yeah, can. I can, yeah. Oh god, that, uh, uh, still can't tell. No, because it's like if you. It's, an, it's oh, like no, integrated wait. in there. What is there? Because it, it it's just this line right here that continues to the back of the helmet. Maybe who I knows? can't tell if it's floating above the top of the helmet or if it's. I think it's. I think it's like a yeah. Because look, the visor here in front of the. Pfizer. Yeah. That's a mohawk on a helmet. It's a mohawk on a helmet. How much you want to bet it's premium? As in only purchasable in the store, Will? Like the fucking Tenrai armor that was shown off in the trailer. This one? Uh, yeah. That's purchasable. Yeah, yeah, because you get the, the like, yeah. ghost mask. Like the, yeah. Yeah. Noah Benesh states... We'll be sharing more info soon about the Fracture Tenrai, Winter Contingency, TAC Ops, and Cyber Showdown events. We'll all offer their own free event pass with theme rewards, well, some of which you see featured in the event art. Great. It's wonderful. In some good news, Halo Infinite has officially gone gold. And they included a handy-dandy chart of release times for your region. And the funny thing is, is that they fucked up the New York they one. They fixed it now. And they fixed it. Yeah, yep. it's hilarious. <laughs> yep. New York is not central time, guys. Exactly. It's the same, yeah. <laughs> so they fixed it. So if you want to see when the Halo Infinite <laughs> campaign is releasing in your region, in your time zone, check out the graphic in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes in the chat. 
Will. Yeah. That is it for the regular news. It's time for kind of the game's watch. The London Royal Ravens, Will. They're gizmo, afro, nasty, and zero. Yep. They're official. Esports awards win awards awards winners. Esports team of the year is Atlanta Phase. Esports controller player of the year is Simp. Esports play-by-play caster of the year is Miles Ross. And the lifetime achievement class of 2021 includes Adam Apicella and Dave Walshy Walsh. Congratulations to all the winners. 2022 Challenger season update. This is by Call of Duty League. I'm not going to fucking read through it, but you can read through it yourself. Check out the link. Google back at the show notes of the show. And here's what I wanted to tell you, Will. Oh, ha. Vanguard yeah. Season 1 and Warzone Pacific updates. Season 1 of Vanguard and Warzone Pacific will now release on December 8th. The same day Infinite releases. as the Halo Infinite campaign. Coincidence? Wow. I think not. They're fucking cheeky bastards. Vanguard owners will have 24-hour exclusive first play access to the Caldera map. Open access begins on December 9th. Fuck you, Activision. Jesus Christ. That's it for Cotton Other Games Watch. It's time for Will's Adventures with the Nailovers. Did you play other games? I don't think I did, no. Nope. I don't even have to say the other part of it. Go ahead. What'd you play? Uh, Halo Infinite Multiplayer. No way. Yeah. It's a good video game. It's pretty good. Um, Plays very well. I hate the ranking system. Yes. Progression base is fucking stupid. They should change it. I don't even want to say where I ranked. (laughs) I'm too embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Five now, bitches. There you go. Uh, Almost diamond one. I'm grinding. I'm grinding. I need someone in my like diamond one ranges to play with me because I'm diamond one. Hey, that's where, I, that's where I placed. I haven't played any more of it. So that's where I placed. You're busy a lot. I am fucking busy a lot. Cause I'm like, I'm at that point where like Joe has worked his way up to like diamond five, diamond six. He's almost Onyx. And he, we're getting Onyx players in the game. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I can't fucking compete with Onyx players right now. Oh yeah. But I feel like if, you know, solid diamond one teams, diamond twos, I can I can hold my own hundred percent, and the fact that it's how you play, how you played versus not how you played. You know what I'm saying? How you performed versus not how you played. Anyway, Josh, what did you play this week? I played the Halo Infinite multiplayer as well. Oh, crazy! That's, that's I know it's unbelievable. It's all I played. Uh, not nearly as much as I wanted to, but yeah. you know, kids, um, things happen. Things happen. Life happens. Life just gets in the way sometimes, and that's okay. I will definitely be playing more. Um, but yeah, it plays really fucking well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, shall we get into some shout outs? Sure. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. We have actually a lot. So, oh my, uh, uncle pumpy. <laughs> oh my. Um, actually, let me see if I can just, here we go. You're pulling it up in the, yeah. yeah. We have uncle pumpy. We have Senior Destruto, Coke Itchy, Kim Chikorita, Yusuf, Subspirit, Ethan0117, Withervale, Eliminist, Apocalypse448, all with the follows, 
Thank you all so fucking much. We have Brian with the 16 month resub and we have Neil wheels with the one month brand new sub. Thank you all so much as well. Greatly appreciated. Shout out to everyone who joined the community play date. That included high tech redneck goalie sniper shot D pancakes, Jamar snagu silos and just Josh. We played some BTB high powers fucking ass. Shout out to everyone who joined in the tournament. Watch along. We did a one for the infinite qualifier. Uh, number one plan is to do another one this weekend for the official broadcast on Sunday. So uh, I'll create an event in the discord channel. Will's going to pimp out the discord in a, in a second. Um, but yeah, those included Mia goalie sniper, Shio high tech, redneck snagu shot silos, Maddie rums, hero, Spartan, Marmar and dark Shogun. So thank you all so much for joining that watch along. It was a fun time. And, uh, I'll be, uh, it was, I think it was Jamar. Who suggested it in the Discord? Yeah, I was going to suggest this too, but yeah, yeah, it's great to uh, to stream the stream so everybody's reacting at the same time. So I will do that um, if I'm able to do the watch along. I'll stream it, and that way we can do it. Um, the one thing I'm going to say is, uh, if and when we do watch alongs for the Twitch streams that have drops enabled, I'll still stream it, but I want everybody to be aware. Have a tab open with Twitch on it. So you get those drops. So you get those drops because I don't want to take those away. So please yeah. have a separate tab open with the Twitch stream as well. Just have it muted. You can get those drops. Shout out to the official HCS Twitter account for reaching over 100,000 followers. That's fucking rad. Congratulations Yay. to you guys. Also, congratulations to Noob Combo for reaching over 2,000. That's big as well. Shout out to Walshy on his engagement. That was, I think that was the day the multiplayer released as well. Yeah. Shout out to Dave. Happy belated birthday to Matt Klein, Penguin, and I got your pistola. And happy birthday today to Uber Nick. That's it for the shouts. How about some community creations? We have a lot for you. Halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash R forward slash Halo memes. That place isn't accessible yet. Clips of the week number 132 by High Tech Redneck. That video released on Monday. Go check that out. Halo 2 Artifacts Episode 3, Legendary Map Design. This is by Bravo. It's incredible. If you have not listened to Halo 2 Artifacts yet, you definitely should. There's so much insight. It's glorious. It's well-produced. It's fantastic. Go listen to it. Puckett's Top 5, Halo Infinite Number 1. That's right. Puckett's Top 5 is back. And uh, they got clips. They have a ton like coming up, so stay tuned for that. Optics Next Esport, the Optic Podcast Episode 50. Uh, they have the, they have the Halo team on there. Uh, Pistola is not present, but uh, it's just it's great insight to that team. Um, just a lot of talk about competitive Halo. It's a good time. Go watch that. Halo Infinite Double Shot Button Combo Tutorial by Twisted Eye Ernest. This shit's fucking broken. You see this? No. Oh, it's broken. You you can it, it, as long as you have an equipment. I think you can double shot any weapon. Oh. including power weapons. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm curious too, because I've seen some mouse and keyboard players do this. Cause mm -hmm. it, I mean, I don't think you can on a controller, but there's been times where like in Fiesta sword on sword battle, right? Yeah. And we sort each other. So it's blocked. The enemy player will do like a 360, and I will not hit my second sword. And then they'll just melee me real quick and kill me. Mm. I'm wondering if it's a thing where that, that 360 like breaks that like lunge or the, the reticle. 
So something's going on there too. I I, I want to look into that. That's funky. I get 240 FPS on every map in Halo Infinite. Here's how. This is a video by Active. You can go check that out. Also, another type of complaint I just want to address real quick. I'm not going to go on a rant. I just want to address it. Talked about this in the flights where, remember where there was a lot of discussion around, here are my best settings that I found for performance on PC during the flights. Yeah. That's understandable. It's the flights. To me right now, it's not understandable the amount of workarounds, the amount of loopholes, the amount of hoops that people have to jump through in order to get good performance on PC. There's talks around fucking having to use Steam big picture mode. Like, what? This game was built from the ground up to be PC-centric. If you're going to use the beta moniker, okay, I get it. But if this shit's not addressed on December 8th, there's something seriously wrong. That's all I'll say on it. Jumps on streets. This is by the Halo Doctor. Go check that video out. Some nice little tricky jumps there. Good shit. Updated Halo Infinite Dead Zone settings. This is by Maniac. Go check that video out if you want to try to dial in your dead zones a little bit in your controller settings. Good stuff. Halo Infinite NA Open Number 1 Highlights. Greatest Plays Chokes Bloopers Compilation. This is by Devious Grunt Alliance. It's a great video. Go check it out. Custom Games FAQ and Troubleshooting Guides is by Halo Creation because it's fucking broken. Top-down Infinite Map Layouts is by Arthur uh, Bloodshot. Great, great uh, top-down perspectives on the maps on where weapons spawn for ranked. It's great. Go check those out. Halo Infinite Map Callouts by Onset. He did one for every um, competitive map. <laughs> and one non-competitive map. Yeah. I mean, it's in ranked. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um... He actually didn't do it on that map, though. On Bazaar? You mean Behemoth. Oh, Behemoth. Yeah. Oh, I read I read Bazaar's Behemoth. Yeah, okay. never yeah. mind. Halo Infinite Aquarius Free Map Cinematic. 70 plus clips at uh, uh, 1440p 60 FPS by Riley Hastings. So if you want, like, some uh, flyover views of Aquarius, different angles and whatnot for your montages or other content that you're creating, it's all free. Go check that out. Really fucking cool that he did that. Bravo to you, sir. I wonder if he'll do other ones. Probably. I would imagine. And then finally, the HCS Halo Infinite 2021 Teams, Seeds, and Discussion Thread. This is by Team Beyond. There's been a lot of discussion around wanting dedicated Discord servers, dedicated threads, whatever it may be, around HCS discussion. And uh, while the HCS will not release or not create an official HCS Discord server for God knows what reason, um, you can put the modding capabilities in, in like for the community, but I get it. It, it is what it is. Time constraints, whatever. Um, there is an official discussion thread on team beyond, which has been used for many, many years. Um, and now there's an infinite thread. So go check that out. Will that's it. That's all I got. We're running on three hours and almost 50 minutes. And I apologize for the duration of the show. Mm. And I apologize for my rants. Just needed to get that shit out there. Will, without further ado, would you mind plugging the show? You can find us on all podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. Leave us a review. Let us know about the show. Pocket Cast. Join us on Discord. Link is provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show and in chat right now. Uh, come find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to watch us live, we're on Twitch. Usually Mondays at 7 p.m. unless life gets in the fucking way. And it's a different day. 
we have our website, htsportalk.com. Go check us out there with basically everything we've done is placed there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Twitch, YouTube, it's where all the video content's going. Um, if you, if you're listening out there, thank you guys for, for still hanging with us. I know it might not be the, the best clear, concise podcast audio like it used to be when we're talking to viewers and it doesn't seem as fluid, but man, it's, it's great to finally engage and interact with people and to be, to be live. So, um, we appreciate all you who show up and and tune in every week and, and support us doing rants on Halo. (laughs) I do have a lot of them. So, um, and don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. Never forget. Uh, HaloPodcast.com, your home for Halo. If you want lore, missions, books, blocks, or top Halo news stories, they have their shows titled Podcast Evolved Mission Debrief Book Club Builds with Blocks and Halo Headlines. Links are provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, or just go to HaloPodcast.com because you're home, home for, for Halo. Halo. Yeah, perfect. Fuck yeah, baby. Josh, that's all I got, man. I'm ready to take a little nappy nap. Well, real quick, breaking news right now. I know. So Ogre One put out a tweet. Ogre Eleventh, for those who may not be aware, Ogre One put out a tweet in East States. The hype around Infinite reminds me of the Halo Two era. I've seen Halo in the esports scene rise and fall for two decades now, and we're perfectly set for another rise. I'd love to share my wisdom with an org looking to form the next Dynasty team. My DMs are open. So if you if you want the best one of the best to ever do it a long time ago, then uh get him on your org. Do it up. Will? Yeah. Chat listeners at home, viewers at home, viewers like you. With the PBS shit. <laughs> Regardless. Ladies and gentlemen, that is actually going to do it for episode 210 of HCS Pro Talk. If you're watching live, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, I got heated. I told you it was going to happen. Very passionate about this franchise. I just want, I just want it to be better for everybody involved. Can I, can I, I think part of my like forgiveness at this point, or like not being super critical is just my expectation. Three for three has never set a high expectation for me sure. in, my, in my time with the Halo game. Sure. So I don't expect it to be AAA anymore. I, it's a AAA studio. And that maybe that's enough of a cut right there. This that, game needs to be though. Exactly. But they've done nothing to set the precedent for precedent for me. Besides communication, communication, communication is great. Good. That's that's yeah. top tier. Absolutely. But my expectations are so low because of what's come out. MCC at start, Halo 5 oh, start, yeah. yep. <laughs> you know, the iterations that happened with 5 and t- or how long it took Reach to get to no, blo- no Bloom, no Sprint. Like, Oh, yeah. That's that's where I'm at. I also do take into, like, the, the built from the ground up on PC for Infinite, right? Mm-hmm. But they didn't build their own PC game before. MCC was realistically ported in by another company. Absolutely. So... They don't, what they may have thought been best case scenario or like this no full screen mode with the Windows update. I don't think they think through like maybe not everyone has the best Windows update or like, you know what I mean? Like, or the, I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know the specifics, but like, I am curious how much like Microsoft has gotten their ear about what settings they needed to have versus oh, on PC versus game developers. Good question. And I don't know. Um, I just, that's, that's where I'm at. I don't get like, I know they're like everyone who's so heated or gets up like, like Josh has is, is it's about the compassion. It's about wanting it to be at its best. Yes. That's all and it stems from. I, you make a great point. That is where it all stems from. I don't hate this game. Far from it. I don't hate 343. Far from it. Yeah. I don't hate Microsoft. Far from it. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not trying to be, I don't, I'm not a shill for them. I am a fan of what they produce because I love this franchise so much, but I do have my concerns. I do have my reservations that I hope get addressed. It all stems from love. It all stems yeah. from pure passion for this franchise that we love. Yeah. And I honestly, I, I looking like inward here, I do like, I, I am frustrated by things, but I just, I, like I said, expectations, I kind of knew things weren't going to be a hundred percent from past experiences. Sure. That's, it's, it's sad, but true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. So, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> and, and, and you're right. I mean, we we can't personally we can't personally and physically change it. So, the only thing we can do is, my rants aside, yeah. is provide constructive feedback. Right, provide it in the channels that you're supposed to provide them in. They do look at it. They do listen to it. They do hear it. It's just up to them to act on it. And the really one of the main things is one of the there is one way technically two ways that you as a player, you as a consumer can make change. Vote with your wallet. It's said countless times, mm -hmm. but vote with your wallet and vote with your game time. If this, if an event comes out and we think that TAC ops is going to be SWAT is an assumption, right? I, I would think so. Right, It makes sense. Let's say that is what it is. And it's a 30 tier event pass again that has two thirds of it being challenged swaps or whatever the fuck. And there's premium cosmetics, whatever it is. And you vote with your wallet and you don't buy any of it. And you vote with your game time. And you're like, well, fuck that. It's a time mode. I don't fuck you. If you don't or play just, it. Yeah. Don't play the mode that gets you the challenges. Right. If you don't play the mode, if you don't buy the things, they look at that data. That is data. It's data that's not being played. It's not being paid for. That is data. And they do take that into consideration. Yeah. And I honestly, I, uh, I'm at the point where like, I don't think I'll buy anything for the URI armor in the store. No. Cause there's been nothing that's been like, Ooh, that's it. Right. Nothing enticing for you. Yeah. And that, that right. And I wonder like, I'm wondering how that the data goes. Cause like I've clicked into them a few times to be like, is this something I want? And I'm like, no, I clicked out. Like hopefully they're seeing that right. Retention rate. Yep. That stuff like that. People are clicking into it and then just not buying it. And yeah, like I, I do get it to an extent. You have to pay for this game somehow. hundred percent. Especially with it being like the campaign. Even I, I would have understood if uh, the multiplayer was on game pass and the campaign was still paid for. But the fact it is on games pass is a pretty Hell, hell of a deal, you know? It is also still a $60 standalone purchase if, if you don't have Game Pass. Right. 
But Which, if you don't have Game Pass, I highly recommend it. We're not paid. This isn't an ad. We just really enjoy the service. Yeah. It makes sense to have it considering the ecosystem that we're a part of. And I think you can even join for a buck. So when the game comes out on December 8th and you don't have Game Pass, join for a dollar, play through the campaign. There you go. Easy peasy. I think I'm done for the day, man. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but yeah, like Will said, it all comes from love of the franchise. There are just things that blow my fucking mind with how things are going. And like we've said, hopefully things get updated. But in the words of our show, we'll have to wait and see. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for episode 210. Again, if you're watching live, thank you so much for sticking with us for almost four hours. Literally almost fucking four hours. I'm sorry, Will. Thankfully, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Um, so don't work. Right? You don't work tomorrow, right? No, no, no. See? Look, look at that. Hey, this is planned. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to the audio version of the show, hope you have a phenomenal Thanksgiving as well. Enjoying the show, however you may be consuming it. If you're watching the VOD on YouTube or Twitch, thank you as well. Hope you're enjoying the content. To all the new follows that we have on Twitter, on Twitch, so on and so forth. Thank you guys for joining us on what is going to be an incredibly awesome and rant filled journey. I'm guaranteed. Um, but in terms of our show where we focus, where we primarily focus on the competitive aspect, it really is true. We have never been set up more perfect than where we are now for Halo Esports, and things are only going to get bigger and better and yes, there will be bumps along the way. The first infinite LAN event is coming up next month, very shortly after the launch. So there's bound to be some hiccups, but Hey, it is what it is. Let's learn from them. Let's improve. Let's get better together. Guys, that's going to do it for us. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. If you are celebrating and if you're not, I hope you have a great rest of your week. We'll be back on hopefully Monday. We'll see what happens, but until then,